the world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is June 2nd, 2020, episode 203. And this week, boot the loot and the devil's got talent. My name's Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast that is now live streamed on YouTube, even though YouTube doesn't like us right now. Yeah. Twitch, DLive, Facebook, and Periscope, Twitter. Welcome, everybody. Oh, we're yeah. uh, oh, making yeah. up for some lost time yesterday, mm-hmm. and we're streaming on a Tuesday. Here we are. I know. This is a weird feeling. Usually, we you know we have a rule. Never stream on a day that starts with a T, but here we are on a Tuesday. Um, so we're happy to do it. We had to do a little bit of a shorter show yesterday, and so you get double the show uh, today. This might actually be a full full length show, so you get a, a nice fifty uh, percent increase. That's good data. Good data, guns. I know. If you're uh, on YouTube though, and you happen to be there, hit the thumbs up button because I guess that uh, tells the YouTube algorithms to actually share the video. Yeah. Uh, to people that are subscribed, but yeah, yeah you know, a, it's a little problem. We've had a lot of complaints about people uh, about us pushing uh, Twitch for so long. A lot of a lot of hate over there on YouTube. I get it. You guys are cool. YouTube's cool too, except for they keep shutting down the stream. They keep. Uh, <laughs> turning off our videos they keep doing all sorts of nasty stuff so that's why we are slowly uh, migrating away from youtube and if you as a viewer or listener want to make that move with us head over to twitch.tv slash canary cry radio um yep. there you go there you go let me see here any uh, n- not a lot of new <laughs> not a lot of i don't have any fun stories uh today because uh, we haven't haven't had enough life in between shows <laughs> to to experience anything. Um, but what about uh, you? Any news? Well, I, my friend who is uh, out there in the National Guard uh, who was deployed, um, he's actually they've changed the plans like six or seven times. Mm-hmm. And there are National Guard out in the streets of LA. So if you're out in the Los Angeles area, you will see them, and you'll see people posting videos. From L.A., you know, driving around L.A., they're here. Oh, it's over. The apocalypse. I know. Um, but it's just, uh, you know, your normal citizens. And uh, one of the places down here where I'm at, there's a big mall here called South Coast Plaza. Mm-hmm. And they actually, uh, th- they blocked the whole place off. And, you know, the big police force was out there and, and nobody was able to loot anything. And uh, there was a few people uh, on Twitter and stuff, some of the the Orange County uh, activists posting how, well, if there's you know silver lining, then then they had to spend all this money to get people out there, you know, trying to find some kind of positive out of nobody being able to protest or loot, mm-hmm. and uh, which is kind of funny because I don't think the guy realizes that uh, you know a lot of that money is coming out of the taxpayers' pockets. Oh so. yeah, that's no fun. Yeah. Well, I'm looking over here on the. Uh, the uh, that is a yeah no I'm I'm so glad that your buddy there is keeping us apprised of all the the National Guard stuff we are uh per, I, you know I was gonna say officially under martial law but that's that's pretty heavy handed way to put it I don't know if uh, officially we're under martial law but I don't for all practical purposes uh, cities across the United States 
are uh, under martial law, which is a pretty big deal. Even the normies, even the normies think that's a pretty big deal. Gons have been talking to a couple normie buddies of mine, and uh, I didn't even bring it up. You know, they know me, and they're <laughs> they're like, oh, it happened, Basil. You've been talking about it for years, and there it is. And now they're all freaked out. I'm like, you know, man, I've been telling Should've you. Should have listened. Been Should've telling listened. you. Um, why, don't you, you. <laughs> why don't you drop the uh, Twitch link in the chat there? I see some YouTubers wanting to make the switch and asking for a link. So thank you guys very much. Um, I'm looking at the Twitch uh, podcast rankings. We're pretty far down the list, uh, too far to even count. So we need more people over there watching on Twitch so we can spread the good word. So thank you very much. And Gons, um, surprisingly, I have a flippy update for us today. Sleepy update. Do you want fries with that? That's right. Artificial intelligence. If you're new to the uh, Canary Cry News Talk world, Flippy is the uh, colloquial name we have for robotic disembodied arms that are taking our jobs, uh, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use it. Uh, we use Flippy specifically, the disembodied arm program to flip burgers and fry fries and replace, uh, you know, low low income workers at fast food restaurants as sort of a proxy to explore the ways that robotics and artificial intelligence are uh, sneaking their way into our lives uh, under the guise of helping us out uh, but what that means for us in the near and far future and today that's right you combine the flippy and the artificial intelligence jingles there because i am reporting from replica.ai this popped up as a sponsorship on my Facebook feed and um, some other people sent it to me. I don't recall exactly who, so thank you very much, whoever that was who sent it to me. Um, but this, Gons, Replica, the AI companion, who cares? Always here to listen and talk. Always on your side. Join the millions growing with their AI friends now. Quote from a happy camper. I don't have so many people with whom I can debate psychology, which is something. Oops, <laughs> it went away. Come back. Come back. No, no, no. Uh, I don't have many people with whom I can debate psychology, which is something that makes me really happy. And now my replica can be one of those buddies. Another uh, satisfied customer. I'm conscious of my feelings and what causes them. Even some new behaviors I hadn't noticed. Really, this is an amazing opportunity to get your know yourself and have fun while doing it that's right guns this artificially intelligent uh, little chat well it's essentially it's a chat bot but it's a chat bot who cares who will will listen to you and uh if the marketing here is is any uh, indication they will agree with you with any position that you hold so if you're if the uh, facebook wall and your real life friends are not uh, you know, an effective echo chamber for you anymore. You can now go to replica.ai and get a friend that will agree with everything you have to say. No thoughts. Good. Great. I thought, <laughs> did I lose you? Are you there? Oh no. I think I may have lost him. Okay. Well, I'll just keep going until Gons comes back. 
Um, but I think this is, you know, I could see how this would be a, an appealing idea. But the problem is that, uh, you know, we don't need more echo chambers. And to have AI, an, an AI friend, A, is already pretty, I mean, look, I get it. People need... People need friends, but uh, to resort to an artificially intelligent chatbot that'll just agree and make you feel good about anything you uh, want to tell it or ask it or talk to it about, um, that's going to be very harmful altogether just for the social fabric. <laughs> you know, people, uh, a lot of people like to push back on my uh, my problems I have with AI friends, um, thinking, you know, mentioning all the good things that technology has done for us over the years. And I agree with that, but I think this could be a particularly harmful thing. Um, Gons, are you back? You're frozen. Oh my gosh. I feel so alone. Hold on, everybody. I'm going to try to get Gons on the phone. Oh yeah, he texted me, says, I'm frozen. So we're gonna be uh, working out these technical difficulties. Let me see if I can get him on the phone here. We might have to restart the stream, depending yeah. on, there he is. Hi Gons, you're on the air here on speakerphone. Uh, so what's going on? Can you tell the people? Well, let's see, I'm recording. Uh oh, I'm hearing myself back through my headphones feedback. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Take off your headphones. So you're recording. You got everything frozen over there. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what happened, but I froze on the video screen. Uh huh. Obviously, I'm looking very AI. On yeah. My, uh, on my end. Yeah. Uh, and some listeners yeah. uh, are saying that you you are experiencing an MK Ultra glitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what happened. I did hear a like a big crackle sound coming from your end. I thought it was maybe your side, but maybe it was electricity here or something. I don't know. Yeah, interesting but. thing because the stream, uh, just for a little peek behind the curtain for everybody, uh, we actually feed everything to your computer and then you stream from your computer. Um, so right. whatever's happening, the stream is still going. So that's good yeah, news. That's weird. Let me see if I can... Uh, well, obviously my microphone isn't working on your end either because you can't hear me no through. okay well that's not good no it's not good so um what do you think you want to take a you want to stay on the line and figure that out while i uh, get a little bit further into the show here uh sure let me see if i can re redo my audio and, and stuff on obs here I i'm gonna disappear from the screen for a moment okay See if I can bring myself back to life. You do that. Give that a try. And I'm going to talk about uh, Mr. Bill de Blasio for a second. You give us some live updates as things change on your side. Okay. I can at least change the screen and it looks like that's working. I, I can change the, the articles and stuff. Wow. This is fun. You're just like a, you're a control booth now for my one man show. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a conspiracy. I, it's finally working. Out. <laughs> the, eyes, the, the, the long-awaited coup has begun oh my gosh <laughs> okay you keep poking around over there keep me posted i'm going to talk about bill de blasio for a little bit okay. uh, i'll keep you on the phone here all right everybody this is from washington times a uh, uh, admittedly far right-leaning uh, news outlet here so let's see what they have to say the 
title of the article is NYC Mayor Bill de Blasio refuses National Guard armed forces to combat riots. Very interesting. The article reads, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said Tuesday he won't call for the National Guard or any armed forces to patrol his city amid riots that have turned violent and destructive, but would rather clergy help keep the peace. Interesting. The New York Democrat pushed back against allegations his city was out of control Monday as riots broke out in several parts of the Big Apple in the aftermath of the killing of George Floyd, a black man by a white police officer in Minneapolis. Several reports have noted an SUV attempted to run over police officers in New York. We do not need, uh, this is a quote, we do not need nor do we think it's wise for the National Guard to be in the New York City. Uh, The mayor told reporters, quote, when outside armed forces go into communities, no good comes of it. Well, I gotta say, I kind of agree with Bill in this case. I never thought I would ever say that, but uh, let's read on. Instead, he said people should take back their own communities, calling for clergy and civil servants to stand up against looting. The mayor put into place an 8 p.m. curfew for Tuesday, hoping it would also be a useful tool. He also said the city has 36,000 officers who can keep the peace. Quote, they are the best equipped to deal with the situation, he said. The comments come after President Trump called for the National Guard to patrol New York. Quote, NYC, call up the National Guard, the president tweeted tweeted as mr de blasio was speaking the low lives and losers are ripping you apart act fast mr de blasio's pushback against the armed forces also comes after members of his own party have called for more help republican oh, sorry representative max rose new york democrat said the mayhem in new york city monday evening showed that the mayor has lost control of the situation once and for all whoa democrats turning against the, each other here interesting Uh, and called for the National Guard to be deployed. Mr. Rose said the, quote, unprecedented looting and attacks on officers and bystanders was not the work of peaceful protesters who have gathered in New York and across the country after the Memorial Day killing of Floyd while in police custody in Minnesota. Quote, last night demonstrated that the mayor has lost control of the situation once and for all. Mr. Rose, who represents Staten Island and Brooklyn, said in its statement Tuesday. Quote, if we are going to enforce an 8 p.m. curfew tonight, then the National Guard must be deployed to assist with that and that alone. Former New York Mayor Rudolph Giuliani, who currently serves as Mr. Trump's personal attorney, said Mr. de Blasio is holding the police back from intervening during the rioting. Quote, we have watched now over and over again people looting, throwing Molotov cocktails, burning cars, and now putting our police in prison in in hospitals and virtually no major arrests are made what very interesting we've watched over and over again people looting throwing molotov cocktails burning cars and now putting our police in prison are the looters putting police in prison uh in in hospitals and virtually no major arrests are made oh it looks like uh if I'm looking at the way it's written here, looks like he meant to say hospitals, but said prison. Good, good catch there, Giuliani. He told Fox Business on Tuesday, the mayor should step down. He is incompetent. So this is an interesting uh, back and forth. I'm going to do a quick check in with Gons. How you doing over there, buddy? Okay. All right. Cool. 
now I've lost him on the phone, so I'll keep going, try to get uh, try to get a hold of him. But it's very interesting because obviously we're dealing with the matter of uh, martial law, which of course in a lot of uh, worldviews and people waking up recently was kind of always the goal, not just with this rioting, but with a, a lot of world events going on. There was threats of martial law during the coronavirus pandemic, um, which I don't know, allegedly were still having i'm not really sure haven't heard much about that recently uh but it's kind of a kind of an old switcheroo for uh you know de blasio who's usually kind of a big government uh enthusiast for him to turn back the national guard obviously making a statement against the president uh, his mortal enemy but uh I, I gotta say i can't disagree with the choice to not bring in the national guard um you know when you take a big picture at look at it i've seen that this situation with the looting with the riots that type of thing has inspired uh people that i never thought who would advocate for martial law to start advocating for martial law so it's a very interesting little psyop here you know a lot of the people who uh you know will will say that martial law is one of the biggest risks to the republic are now almost begging for it and trump being one of those uh, which i was trying to point out that that was kind of a a little bit of a dilemma for him because you know a major part of his base one of their biggest uh you know fears i would say would be martial law yes, in the united states so now ooh, how you doing over there can you hear me on the mic i can hear you on the mic Woo! Yay. okay so okay we I got, got, a, I got back. a little bit of this working i still got a little ways to go so uh okay I'll just keep, keep I'll keep rambling. You keep me posted. Okay. So, like I said, you know, Trump, uh, his dilemma being, you know, do I instate martial law, which a huge part of his base would uh, vehemently disagree with, and yet there he goes, not only sort of instigating it, but shaming <laughs> public leaders who don't want to instigate martial law in their city, like in New York City. So, you know, it's a complicated situation. It's a very complicated situation. Um, but, uh, you know, I, like I said, I never thought I would uh, appreciate de Blasio. I'm huge. Are, <laughs> are you getting back on the screen there let me check so. the twitch stream let's see how we're looking uh, um, i'm coming back don't worry there's a prayer circle starting uh for you in the chat there an american in russia is calling for uh the the prayer warriors to working. come out and get you going i think it worked there you go you're back canary screamer says you're back we got hey. him all right i'm gonna have to uh restart my audition but i think i think i'm here okay good everyone can hear me everybody can hear you everybody uh give a give a thumbs up if you can hear gons just so we make sure yeah okay lots check, of hands check, up check, there check 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 hands Hold up on, gotta, don't shoot gons is back gotta boost the the gain a little bit yeah i'm trying to balance it out based on visuals there apologize for that beautiful beautiful okay look at that live broadcast <laughs> troubleshooting yeah all those years of being a tech paid off just now so oh, yeah. good teamwork yeah thank you for that basil for holding down the fort there <laughs> you bet 
Okay, now that, that's the other thing. Hold on, let me make sure the jingle box is working too. Oh yeah, you gotta check the the jingle box. I heard it. Who else heard that jingle? <laughs> Just the uh, John's is a technocrat. Da, uh, tech, an American technician. in Russia said da. So I think we got da. the jingles back. <laughs> okay. So the other part, my audition has completely failed. I don't know what's happening there. That's so, all right. Uh, I got I got a, uh, the recording ha- working on my side here, so we can just use mine. You, you got both me and you recording yep. on your side? Oh, yeah, oh, baby. All we, right. We got okay. redundancies all over the place. We're professionals. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. So what do you think about uh, Bill de Blasio <sighs> turning away the National Guard? I mean, you're, you're under martial law over there in the L.A. area, but it uh, <laughs> looks like the New Yorkers are left uh, to figure it out for themselves. Not only that, but de Blasio calling for clergy to start uh, fixing the fence over there. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, yeah. Must have been just plugging things in. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the part that everyone was sort of outraged about was how uh, I think de Blasio said that the National Guard isn't trained for this or something. Hmm. Was that in the article? I didn't or read not it. Equipped. Not they are equipped. Not yeah. equipped. Deal. No, that's not it. Um, yeah, the, he's, I think he said something about not being uh, trained for these kinds of occasions or something. And everyone was like, what? What are you talking about? So there yeah. was that. But other than that, uh, sure, the clergy, I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird situation. I, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, as the violence continues, it feels like it's better to have some kind of militaristic help, at least, you know. But, you know, the, the whole thing, I've been, I've been talking to a few friends about this, and this, this conversation goes back to 2016 of um, – conservatives you know the conservative right-wing folks being set up for all of this and uh kind of you know the reason why the whole liberal left media and all this kind of stuff is pushing so hard is to actually mobilize the right and to get them all riled up and and i was thinking about it because you know if you think about the the, let's say, okay, I, I really hope and pray this doesn't happen, but there is a Simpsons episode post like Trump's election where Trump is in like a casket or something. Can you imagine the amount of people on the, like the right side of the aisle who are going to get all crazy if, if the president is assassinated? Have you thought about that, Basil? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's always been a concern, you know? I know it's been a concern, but it yeah. feels like now because they've split the right left so much that I feel like the conservatives are almost being set up to, to respond. And, and this is kind of a, a lighter version of that where it's, you know, uh, they're getting everybody riled up, they're getting the national guard out there. And so it's, it's weird how on all sides, it's like, there's no real right answer. You, people are being forced to pick a side and that's why you know I keep mentioning how Jesus talked about the narrow path, but I I think it's an important conversation to have because it I mean it really is it's like you know De Blasio saying no to the National Guard is is almost a direct sort of uh it's almost forcing the president if the violence continues in in New York to do it himself as he mentioned yesterday, and yeah. it's almost like he's being pressured into that like they want him to unleash the military to a level where they point their guns at their own citizens type of thing. Well, so, yeah, I don't no, know. Absolutely. Like well, that. I think you're right. And it, but I would say it's not necessarily just setting up conservatives. I mean, I think it's setting up the whole, 
uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, the whole sides. basket to to get into this confrontational mentality. We're already uh, in a confrontational mentality, especially if you ascribe to the left right paradigm that uh, oop, cats joining the show here. Um, that uh, you know, you you they're basically one step away from a civil war already. There's been a lot of interesting. Right. Uh, situations where uh, people practicing their Second Amendment rights, uh, you know, protecting uh, stores and shops and homes from looters, which, it, you know, is really one of the reasons why the Second Amendment exists. So that's yeah. having a, a, you know, a, an interesting uh, aspect. It is an interesting aspect of this whole thing. And we have uh, the president yesterday coming out during his uh, address specifically uh, mentioning the Second Amendment in conjunction. Now, here's the thing. Of course, those of you who have uh, you know, been paying attention for a while, one of the big fears is that during martial law, you know, that, that the government or the military could come around and disarm the people. But we've got this interesting paradigm. It's a very interesting paradigm shift that we're going through right now where the president says, basically, yes, I'm putting us under martial law. I'm putting the military in the streets and I'm doing this in order to protect the Second Amendment rights. Which yeah. is, I'm not, I, look, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that is an angle that I have never thought about that. Right. Well, it's, it's almost like the executive order. What I was mentioning, you know, when he signed that thing for the, the you know, uh, section 230 with the social media platforms, it's like, I'm going to bring this hammer down uh, as a way to protect free speech yeah but i'm bringing this hammer down you know what i'm saying it's like this weird spot where first everything is kind of like uh yeah everything is kind of weird where it's again it's forcing people to move one direction or another uh where there's no middle ground they're really just weeding out the middle ground from both sides you know the, the divide is being bigger the gap is becoming bigger yeah well it's even dividing you know right from right in a way because like i said you know, him mentioning he's putting everybody under martial law, his dilemma being that his base would consider that a threat to the Second Amendment. So he specifically comes out and says, I'm instituting, well, he didn't say martial law per se, but he says, I'm I'm using the military to crack down in order to protect your Second Amendment rights, which it almost feels like a little bit of double speak there. And that I yeah. think that needs to be pointed out. You know, that when you get a little bit of double speak coming out of the president there, it's you, you don't want to take that as a sign as a good sign necessarily. Um, right. Cause that means he's just telling everybody what they want to hear, no matter what side you're on. Um, yeah. And it, you know, it's interesting to see how a lot on the right are you know calling for the president to be strong and put down these protests using the military when in any other circumstance you know the ask the concept of martial law would go strictly go against some very strongly held conservative beliefs so that was the big new world order conversation was that the president's going to put us in martial law it's going to lock us down it's going to be uh, against the the first amendment and the second amendment that's why you know you need to get your bullets and all it was that that was the conversation and at the time uh, when we started the show back in what 2012 you know the conversation was like that's never going to happen in america that's you know yeah it's getting a little crazy but yeah it's not going to really ever get to that point right but in six months we've gone from 
all kinds of the the, the pandemic, the scamdemic seems like small beans compared to all the mobilization happening now. But um, you know, I do want to bring up real quick because it might be a good time to bring up um, a couple of the Illuminati game cards real quick. Mm, oh, Actually, it's been a while since we've checked in with the yeah. Illuminati card game. Yeah, what do we got? I did tweet out, does someone play the emergency card? And if you look at the emergency card, it's uh, kind of an officer guy holding down a, a black man on the street. Oh. And uh, I have it side by side with the, the Chauvin thing. And, and that, that got people you know, kind of thinking. But the other one that I really wanted to point out was, do you remember the, uh, it's not just the Illuminati cards, but the, the tarot cards on the Economist cover when Trump was elected, Trump Planet. Yeah. And the first one was the Tower card. And if you remember the tower card, uh, it's a tower with the lightning bolt striking it and cracking it in half. And you have the communist flag on one side and the Christian flag on the other. And um, and, and the the uh, and, and the the brick tower has <clears throat> the brick tower, excuse me, has a cross on it. And on the door is the uh, uh, the the what was it 500 something whatever from the protestant reformation mm-hmm. and remember how we were talking about the the celestial signs right that that 2020 would be with the same year or the same celestial signals as uh the protestant reformation yes. and martin luther nailed Ast- the astrological the uh you know formations alignments yeah yeah and so they they must have known obviously they knew uh the stars would align so to speak for 2020 but it's just an interesting one to look at because it, I don't know. It just looks like that's what's going down. Fire, lightning bolt coming down, the Protestant Reformation, uh, you know, being referenced again. And, uh, and then there's another one on the cover called the hermit. And it's just a bunch of people protesting. Mm-hmm. And the, there's a little earth that's cracked on the bottom, right? And, um, the other one of course is judgment. And it's Trump sitting on an American flag, uh, on top of a, a round earth saying judgment so it, it just i don't know it, it all feels staged yeah you know from the go and i and i, and I know well, people if are not like, if not staged have- i don't know if staged is the right word but the plan is being carried out flawlessly right 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 yeah. putting trump in this situation and i get it some people saying in the chat that hey would you rather have you know hillary as president you know uh, no which is a false dichotomy there's no it reason is. to put give somebody that choice or the other choice that's not what right. we're saying yeah, and ultimately, it's it would have been a different kind of approach to the whole New World Order operation. Yeah, and the whole point it, is that it doesn't matter who you put in, the larger agenda will be carried out. You know, that's been one of the yeah. most dangerous things with Trump. And, of course, there's, you know, things you can point to throughout his career that, you know, people uh, talking about how he's taken down the elites and the Illuminati and that kind of stuff. However, you know, he doesn't have to be agreeing with uh, the powers that be in order to fall into a trap to force his hand and whether or not he's happy about the martial law or his hand has been forced. Uh, the plan is being carried out regardless. I'm going to take a second guns to uh, thank Saul over on YouTube for yes. the super chat two ninety nine. Thank you very much. And of course we get a nice text description of a gift that he, <laughs> that he posted for some reason. We just get text. Uh, Saul, I would assume that's a Saul to Paul is the is the full oh, name. Oh, I don't know. Well, thank you, whoever you are, Saul to Paul. Uh, but uh, the description being pair character stretching his arm forward, raising his thumb up. So very yes. good. You can all imagine that the theater of the mind. 
and yeah. some good news. I'm looking at the uh, the charts over here on Twitch. We have gone up a ton of spaces. We're currently number fifth uh, over number on, fifth. on talk talk shows and podcasts on Twitch. Very cool. And if you guys want to help us, uh, oop, we dropped down. We're number six. So help us uh, <laughs> climb those charts. Head over to twitch.tv slash radio. Um, now, speaking of martial law and the police and how do we do this? Do, you know, do we want a strong hand? Do we want uh, martial law? Do we are we being tricked? That sort of thing. Um, I want to read this uh, article from StarTelegram.com, and this is popping up all over the place. But uh, one example is this article titled "Fort Worth March Ends Peacefully After Curfew When Police Kneel." and pray with protesters very interesting hallelujah that's right and we're seeing this all over the place but i think it's uh it's needs to be talked about in the context of what we just mentioned uh the article reads a tense standoff between police and protesters ended peacefully on monday in downtown fort worth after two groups prayed talked and knelt together monday was the fourth night of the protests against police brutality in fort worth and hundreds of people lingered as a newly announced curfew began as church as a church bell rang at 8 p.m hundreds remained in front of the uh, tarrant county courthouse leaders of the march left slightly before eight and warned others to do the same quote if you want to go home go home but remember a Tatiana Jefferson was shot in her home, one protester said into a megaphone, referring to the death of a black Fort Worth resident shot in her home by a white police officer who later resigned and is charged with murder. A few minutes past eight, uh, the 8 p.m. curfew officers on bikes were stationed at a building across the street from protesters, but there had been no movement by police to arrest anyone at 8 30, 30 minutes past curfew. Police cars began to pull up and the officers on bikes formed a line on Weatherford Street. Many protesters ran, but then came back. Hundreds formed a line directly across from the police, linked arms and chanted, quote, when you don't give a darn, we don't give a darn. Nobody gives a darn. Uh, police announced over a speaker that protesters were violating the curfew. Protesters started to kneel together on the street. They took up the cry, quote, just take a knee. One black officer walked into the center of the road between the protesters and the police and dropped to a knee. Behind him, every officer did the same. Protesters rushed forward, cheering and embraced the officers. Many shook hands, introduced themselves and hugged. One man shook every officer's hand and thanked them. But moments later, officers in riot gear appeared, uh, appeared on Main Street and lined up to face the protesters. Confusion erupted and some protesters yelled that the kneeling had been a trick. It's a trap. Someone threw a firework towards the officers in riot gear and water bottles flew through the air, hitting some officers on their helmets. For 30 minutes, protesters and police faced each other in front of the Tarrant County Courthouse. Some shouted at police, others laid down on the ground or knelt, others walked up and down and talked to officers. The officers on bikes put themselves between the protesters and the officers in riot gear. The officer who was the first to kneel picked up a bundle of flowers from the street and placed them in his bag. Chief Ed Krause and Assistant Chief uh, Julie Swearingen suddenly walked into the intersection and knelt in front of the courthouse steps at 9.20 p.m. They started to pray with protesters. Quote, we're asking for your protection for all these people here, Lord, swearing in said, and we are all your children, Lord, and we ask for understanding and peace, Lord. 
As she prayed, one protester yelled, shut it down. But fellow protesters told her to stop. When the prayer finished, police and riot gear also knelt on the ground. Kraus talked with a protester who told him if SWAT officers left, protesters would too. Quote, in talking with some of the organizers, they made it clear they are going to stay here until we left, Kraus told the Star-Telegram. And I, I don't, uh, I don't have any problem pulling back the special response team in SWAT, they said. If you do that, we'll leave. A young black man who had prayed and talked with Kraus shouted to the crowd, When SWAT leaves, we leave. Meanwhile, Kraus spoke with officers in riot gear who were part of SWAT and the department's special response team at 9.30 p.m. Those officers left, uh, left down Main Street. Protesters cheered and clapped. Keep your word, the same man shouted in the crowd. Protesters still cheering turned and walked down Weatherford Street. Quote, you just showed the nation how to do it, Kraus shouted to them. Within minutes, the area was cleared of police and protesters, except for Kraus and a few people who stayed behind to clean up. No one had been arrested. Kraus said the special response team was lined up on Main Street when it saw protesters rush to embrace officers. They misinterpreted the movement as hostile. The bike officers told the team everything was fine, but the standoff had already started. Well, um, yada, yada. There's a... There's quite a bit more in this article, but uh, very, oh, let me get through a couple more quotes here. They're very passionate, they're hurting, and they want to let us know what they wanted, which is change. Change with the police and community relations, Kraus said, so we listened to what they wanted to say. I think it's a good step, Kraus said. I hope it is meaningful. I hope the people here saw our hearts. We certainly saw their hearts, and that they were hurting and hopefully that will help us build a better community together so very uh, very interesting situation there it seems i mean it's kind of nice kind of refreshing to hear of a situation that uh, did not get violent and ended in understanding yeah that's positive for sure although uh i'm, I'm curious about your thoughts since you know the whole thing about kneeling Mm -hmm. uh, took place here. There's been some videos floating around on YouTube and uh, the Twitters there of uh, white people kneeling to black people. Mm -hmm. And there was one occasion, and, and you know, I don't necessarily have a huge problem with this one, although it's a little weird. Um, uh, I do have a video, uh, and, and I'll just play it in the background here. It is kind of weird, though. It's gotten millions of views on Twitter, and um, it's literally a crowd of white people kneeling in front of a crowd of black people standing and they're praying and, and asking the black people for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of, it's kind of virtue signaling if you're, you know, if you ask me, but at least they're trying to be peaceful and I, and I appreciate that. Yeah. But it's, it's weird. I, I really don't think it's, I don't know. It's just well, of course, you're allowed to think it's weird, Gons, and that's cool. But I'm going to push back. I think uh, I think anything like this, a very powerful statement like this, regardless of you know what the meta thoughts about uh, the whole thing is, I think any way that we can find a peaceful end to this without getting the military involved, preferably without getting police involved. Um, you know, obviously there's a long history of issues, you know, racial issues in America. And then, you, you know, you just can't deny yeah, I, it. I mean, you can't know, outright but, deny it, 
But, uh, you know, I think that it's okay for people to come and, you know, I think it's a it's a point of solidarity. And my big point is whatever you got to do to end this peacefully and uh, heal some sort of wounds, that's fine with me. I, I think there's I can understand, you know, if certain people uh, have an issue of pride when it comes to, you know, whether they think they should kneel to other people or not, but I don't think that's going to be very helpful in the conversation overall. Um, okay. I have a, I have a second one that's going a little bit viral as well. This one's a little bit different because this is somebody who works, I think with BLM and mm-hmm. he just kind of tracks down this, this white lady and, and asks her to kneel. So let me, let me play the clip for you. Cause you can hear the audio here. Excuse me. I work for black lives matter. Sure. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I work for Black Lives Matter. I'm sorry that I scared you. But since I work for that company, my CEO has told me to come out today and to bring you on your knees because you have white privilege. So if they see that a white person is getting on their knees, that shows solidarity for the situation. The situation. And could you just please apologize for, you know, for your white privilege? Just apologize. I am. I'm trying to think of the right words to say because that's a that's a big thing to say. It's it's big. It comes from. It's so it's large in this country. I'm hmm. incredibly, incredibly sorry that. You know, with this country, we have that president Donald Duck, that clown in office. You know, he's brought a lot of bigotry, and you're not a part of it, right? No. God. No. And so, you know, Thank just. Okay. You have a great day. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. That, I'm, I'm that was just ma- manipulative side. is what that was. You know, right. you, you get a, you know, a, I'll just say any any person, whether they're white or black or whatever in this type of situation. Now, I mean, it's actually specifically white in this situation. And you hold up a phone to them. You tell them you're from Black Lives Matter. And uh, I think that in particularly was was pretty manipulative. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's, Sorry. that's not very cool. Um, but I, th- I see this, I'll, I gotta say, I all completely separate this from, you know, cops kneeling to end sure. a, a potential riot peacefully. This was, uh, was pretty manipulative. I feel sorry for this lady because really there's yeah. no situation well, other than her doing it that would end up good. And, you know, maybe she does want to you know apologize for her white privilege or whatever that is um but you know being <laughs> getting rolled up on like this was not not even uncomfortable to watch but almost meaningless i mean even if she does want to take a knee and uh you know show her support that way which you know i'm sure she would do given the chance in an authentic situation but being accosted by a man claiming to be from blm with a camera in your face uh you know saying you need to kneel for your white privilege my boss asked me to come out here and tell you to (laughs) kneel what uh is a little manipulative but uh you know so so it's it, this is why it's it's an interesting conversation because it's I think there are genuine people that are trying to obviously you know uh, make the black community feel better. There's obviously not, not all white people are racist, like the Van Jones said. Not all white people have this virus of racism or anything like that. Right. Um, but when when we're talking about the cops kneeling, I can understand that the the sort of uh, 
signaling there, so to speak, to try mm-hmm. to avoid violence. But I, I don't know that that's going to be a thing that occurs on all fronts. You know, and at what point do let's say a whole you know let's say somewhere in New York or Los Angeles we have the same situation. You get a group of cops or a, a national guard or whoever, and they all kneel. And uh, what's going to happen there? Like, at what point do they get back up? If, if they, if you know, the looters, whoever it is, the people that aren't being complicit to any kind of peaceful protest, start trying to, you know, hack at these guys. Yeah, well, that almost happened, you know, and and that's, I mean, that's what makes that. That's why it's a peacemaking situation, you know. Everybody taking a kneel and praying together, awesome peacemaking situation. You know, there's no uh, power dynamics or anything you know it's it's admitting the equality you know especially uh, you know under the the care of a of a divine creator to put it in those words but yeah to to accost somebody especially a woman who's alone walking down the street and run up to (laughs) run up from behind her and tell her to kneel uh, it's not quite uh what i think of as a peace promoting um act so there you go yeah those well, are my just thoughts brought up just, you, you brought up the kneeling so yeah. i thought it would be a good time to sort of i like the kneeling I, I like the kneeling when it comes to uh, stopping riots uh creating some sort of community you know unity and understanding i i want everybody to realize that there's uh, that there's problems that need to be addressed certainly um but writing breaking things you know getting paid <laughs> to go in and break things uh is not the cool way to do it um but yeah no that you're right that particular video is not <laughs> not that cool <laughs> <laughs> but on the uh, on those lines guns uh we should give a little update on the bricks what do you got the bricks look it up all right so uh there's there's a few stuff going around about the bricks. Let me try to find the article here. My tabs are a little bit all over the place here. But there's a video that went around of somebody. You got details on this video of uh, what looks like uh, some officers uh, taking some bricks out of the back of a truck. Mm, and yeah. uh, I'll play it in the on here. I, I won't play the audio because it's just you know a couple people freaking out that they have bricks. Um, but do you. Uh, track down a little bit about the backstory or, or at least who was involved here. If it's even a relevant video, yeah. or if it's so basically out of proportion. Yeah. This video has been going around, um, of, uh, you know, the cops having bricks covered in the back of a police pickup truck. Um, the, where the bricks came from, who they're meant for, who put them there, who, you know, where exactly the manipulation lies in the appearance of these bricks. I, you you know, I strongly believe is still up in the air. We do know it's somebody who wants to incite violence. Now, whether that's, uh, you know, some Antifa people, uh, other people have pointed out that the cops might put it there as justification to use force. Other people might uh, are saying it's a third party. Um, this video came out and immediately I was like, oh my gosh, it's the cops putting them out there. Of course, look at that. But the, you know, there have been some people digging into the video and without uh, pulling up, you know, without getting too much in the weeds, uh, there was a conversation about somebody found the, uh, this alleyway on Google maps, um, 
to try to locate where this may have happened. That building in the back of the video there is a police station. So these weren't cops necessarily in a random alley. They're at the police station seen taking bricks out of the truck. So that led a number of people to, you know, push back and say, oh, no, these cops went and picked up bricks and now they're bringing it back to the police station to get it out of harm's way. Other people saying, uh, well, they're putting the bricks here for protesters to use to throw at the police station. Um but, I mean, my thoughts are, regardless of whether or not that is a police station, uh, I think it could go either way. I don't think it really answers any questions. I, I'm not quite sure ready. I'm not quite ready to say that it's the police putting out the bricks or it's Antifa putting out the bricks. Uh, it's certainly well, somebody yeah. who wants to promote violence, and both sides have a reason that they would want to promote violence. Now, I do, in the context of sort of the larger picture of martial law and uh, you know uh, having the justification to clamp down, I don't necessarily include every local police officer in that plan. Um, you know, I think the plan is right. is done from the, the top down. But there was that document. Now, did you see this document? It was allegedly dropped by an Antifa person. And it was uh, basically a, a document that gave the rules of engagement for Antifa people and gave them strategies uh, on how to... Um, instigate riots and how to stay out of harm's way, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It was kind of the playbook. Yeah, yeah. And on that document was mentioned that there are Antifa friendly law enforcement. Um, so, uh, you know, that it, it gives another angle that, you know, maybe it's Antifa uh, friendly police officers, which would mix well, the two the, uh, yeah. theories. I mean, yeah. you know, there's this a lot of the people. Conversation breaks down. Yeah. Really? Because again, there are good cops and bad cops. You know, there's cops that are, you know, really just want to protect the citizen. And then there are cops that probably the authority and all that has gotten to their head a little bit, or they're part of the Freemasonic brotherhood and they're police officers. And then you have protesters People that are just genuine, who want to protest, who want to have their voice heard, whatever. And then you have your instigators or your provocateurs within the group of protesters. So it's hard to come to any conclusions, like you said, with just a video of some uh, police officers getting some bricks out of the truck. I mean, it right. could be just they're, they, they collected the bricks because they're you know on the side of freedom and they want to get rid of it. Or they're unloading it for the next group of mobsters to come through and yeah, or uh, looters to you know. So you just there's no way to know from just a video yeah of, of this caliber. And let me I want to make this statement because uh, you know we get a lot of flack in the chat, mostly from the YouTube people. Um, that <laughs> you know, just because we're not taking a hard line on how we ex we know for a fact that Antifa are putting these bricks down there. Anybody claiming to know for a fact where these bricks are coming from uh, is either misled or lying because there, the evidence does not exist. We don't, you may, it may agree with your worldview uh, that it would make more sense in, in your world that Antifa put the bricks down. I think maybe there's room to say that they might be Antifa, you know, sympathizers in the police force. Well, 
but uh, you just can't do it. If if you're claiming to know for a fact where the bricks came from, unless you're the one who put them there, in which case you should let us know. <laughs> um, well, I have this, I do have another, where was that video? I do have another video of a, I did have, oh shoot. I don't know if I have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's of somebody who, ah, I lost it. That's really bu- a bummer because it's uh, it's some somebody on Twitter basically, or actually I think it was Facebook. I don't know somebody on social media who connected the the whole thing to uh, uh, ACME, who's owned by Berkshire Hathaway, right? And and you know Bill Gates is involved in that as well. Um, so I mean, you can do a little bit of the research, and you can see that there is a connection there. I don't know if there was an ACME label on one of the pallets or Acme, something. Acme, bro. Acme. Okay, Acme, Acme. Uh, but if there was, then then it could be that that's a little bit of a tell. Although, uh, you know, again, it's one of those things where sure, maybe there was an Acme sign on one of the uh, the pallets, but does that mean that they are absolutely responsible? Where, you know, you never know. Uh, I mean, if there's other people deploying right. groups to, you know, to move these bricks here, the people that actually move it may not even know why they're doing it. Like, mm. Okay, we're just told move our bricks here. Oh, or yeah. Well, that's what makes it so difficult too, because you know when we think about a potential conspiracy to put these bricks out, you know the way we the way I won't I won't say us specifically. I like to think that we have a little bit more subtlety than this, but the way it presents itself in one's mind is like George Soros is personally driving a pickup truck downtown to drop off some bricks, where in reality, whoever's dropping off the bricks may have just been doing their job. They might just be truck drivers and they're, you know, they have an order to drop off a pallet of bricks outside this business because they ordered a bunch of bricks for some reason. You know, it could be that complicated where whoever physically (laughs) put the bricks there at least at the time had no idea what they were doing or why they're just a guy with a job who uh, got paid to put some bricks down. So that's why it's, there's much more subtlety to this than just, you know, old Georgie boy hopped in the the F one fifty and dropped off some pallets (laughs) of bricks. bricks. Right. Uh, The the account that actually I found on, on Twitter was Elise Kane and she had like 13,000 retweets and likes and all the stuff. The reason why I couldn't find it was because the account was suspended. Mm Mm-hmm. And like between the time we had it before the show and now the account was suspended. Great. And which probably means that, uh, I don't know. What does that mean? You can easily go to the side of, oh, she was telling the truth and they didn't want the truth to get out. Or they're just labeling it as fake news or whatever, or inaccurate both, information, yeah. or both. Uh, you never know. But I don't know. That, see, that's the thing. Anytime this ban happens, and almost drives. I know a lot of people like when our videos get banned. Like right now, our last episode is being throttled on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it's not being allowed to. It, it only shares the last one minute on the Face Like the Sun channel, right? And um, it, it, you know they're they're doing it on purpose per se because they don't want the k- kinds of information that we're talking about to get out there. Um, but at the same time, it's easy to go to the side of oh, you must have been. T- therefore, you must be telling one hundred percent truth. Right. You know, and I'm saying that as someone who's being censored, you know, we're being censored <laughs> sure on, on YouTube and stuff. But at the same time, it's I appreciate the the sort of uh, sentiment we get about, oh, you guys must be onto something. And right. maybe we are. But at the same time, we can't just go there because, again, that itself is stirring up this 
this whole movement of, is, of people rising up and getting all right. riled up about oh Twitter being you know uh, censoring or YouTube censoring and, and it, yeah it bothers me for sure you know just being a content creator but I just try to try to stay even keel you know try and try to keep it even and that's one thing I'm sorry to interrupt but I'm very, oh. you're making a great point and that's one thing that's one reason why our show <laughs> although I'm very happy with the success it's had over the eight years that's why our show you know gets held back sometimes is because you, we have a real passion to make sure we're not being manipulated and uh, the problem is when you get stuck in a very uh, if, if things line up too cleanly with your worldview, especially with the current event like this, um, and uh, you know, there's no subtlety or complexity in what's being presented to you, and it's all you know, fear mongering and uh, you know, uh, kind of verse pulling to make everything make sense and get you riled up and get you super mad at, by the end of it. There's a, it's a good chance you're being manipulated in some way. And it may not be, it may not be on purpose. It may not be, uh, you know, m malicious, but you gotta be really careful. Cause when you get, when you get done listening to a podcast or watching a video and you kind of have that feeling of being, you know, superior to all humans and having absolute hundred percent truth and being mad about it. There's a good, there's a good chance that it was meant to make you feel that way. And you just got to be careful. Not that there's not truth in it. Um, but it's, it's not, it's just not very healthy. I'll tell you what you, we, we want to get into the subtlety, which a lot of times isn't fun. Sometimes it can be boring and sometimes it can challenge, um, our worldview, but, uh, it's at least, you know, you're not being manipulated if you put that much thought into it. So keep, I keep saying that. Mm -hmm. The path is narrow. I keep saying that. Exactly. But I think there's a reason why Jesus said that. Uh, of course, it has to do with salvation. But just just on the bricks thing, uh, I was reminded that bricks was one of the things that was used during uh, last year's Hong Kong protests. Right. And uh, there's some video of people actually getting because of a, a brick hitting their face. Mm. Um, and uh, one of the things that the protesters in Hong Kong did was they they made little. Uh, they just like made little stacks of the bricks so that it'd be harder for the, the authorities to drive through certain areas. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's a more useful way to use the bricks if they're being dropped off, you know, Yeah. Uh, rather than throwing it at the businesses. So man, good people, job there, uh, people do not like me talking about subtlety and complexity. <laughs> we just lost like a hundred <laughs> listeners when I was telling people to be careful not to be manipulated. So those of you who are still around, good on you, <laughs> because some people uh, got really mad at me telling them to be careful. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. That's why we got the good listeners here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, oh. You got, was, I'm sorry. Was there more on the bricks? I'm sorry. To no, interrupt. just, just mentioning the, the reminder that even in Hong Kong, uh, the bricks were used and that's something to, to take a look at as well, that it was used in the past. Maybe, I don't know if they were uh, being dropped off, but there's certainly like in this picture that I'm showing on the screen now, you have the bricks everywhere being, you know, uh, placed on the road to prevent some of the authorities to to get through. But also, you see the pallets in the background, the wooden wooden pallets that the bricks were uh, were sitting on, mm -hmm. and they're used. You know, they kind of lift them, lift, lifted them up or whatever. It's just one of those things that uh, people aren't paying attention to. So maybe you know, take a take a look at that, and the the tactics there may be used here, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, just something to think about. 
Because we there think it's go. just happening to us. But totally. And it's, it's probably happened before somewhere else. Yeah. So. The interesting thing is that these bricks are such a mystery to everybody. <laughs> it's. I know, it is. It's, it's very it's interesting. Amazing. Okay. Uh, guns, you want to talk about some PSYOP? Some PSYOP. This was an NSA-style hybrid war. PSYOPs. Okay. Now, this uh, should not come to a... Uh, as a surprise to anybody, we're all kind of aware of the concept of paid protesting. Um, but the way that it works and the way money moves around and the what exactly uh, does it look like? Is it taxable, Gons? Is is protest money <laughs> taxable? Come on. Uh, there's a lot of questions that still surround it. On the last show, yesterday's show, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. We uh, played a video of a man who kind of who was a paid protester and gave us a little breakdown about it. I believe he believes that it's true, um, but it sounded like he got roped into some kind of pyramid scheme or something. Right. <laughs> um, but somebody sent me this link to a website called demandprotest.com. And I'm just going to read you some things from this uh, website. Yeah, there was, I, I will say before you get into it, there were some tells that told me maybe not real, but mm-hmm. go ahead. I, and that's the question. Again, we need to look deep into this because it's very easy. In about an hour, Gons, you and I could go on uh, Squarespace or something. Oh, yeah. shoot. I shouldn't have mentioned them. They don't sponsor the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, anybody could make a good looking website pretty quickly and put whatever they want on it. So, you know, just because you find a website doesn't mean it's true. But let's scoot through this and see what it looks like. This is demandprotest.com. Very well done website. Uh, looks good. Whoever made it did a great job. And it says uh, here, we assemble movements from grassroots organizations to advocacy groups. We need the narratives and gather. Sorry. We seed the narratives and gather the audience you desire. When your strategy demands pr- paid protests, we organize and bring it to life. <laughs> unassailable authenticity which is funny yeah uh, uh. Uh, we are strategists mobilizing millennials across the globe with seated audiences and desirable messages the absolute discretion a top priority our operatives create convincing scenes that become the building blocks of massive movements when you need the appearance of outrage we are able to deliver it at a scale uh, sorry, at scale while keeping your reputation intact. Now I got to push back on something, Gons. They specifically mention millennials. And look, you and I are millennials. <laughs> we're not the ones anymore. No, we're not. Everybody's giving the millennials uh, crap still. Get, move on. It's the Gen Zers doing all this stuff, man. Millennials. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some millennials out there, as there are of all ages. But uh, stop picking on millennials. Okay, moving on. Demonstrations. We develop, recruit, manage, and execute on your high-level objectives. Our trained operatives can lead entire crowds or simply steer events in your favor. Mm. Movements. We have the proven expertise required to expertly shape political, corporate, or public health perceptions. Intelligence. Our operatives can embrace and steer existing organizations, providing you valuable insights about those involved and their future actions. And training. Our strategists can train your organization and methods of creating effective demonstrations and design the situations that will deliver your goals. 
Uh, and then you go down full service. You get full service here on demand protest. Protest rest easy knowing that every detail of your campaign is in the hands of experts. And then they have recruitment, directed action, deniability. This is an interesting one, deniability. By taking every precaution, keeping our clients secret, and only hiring the best individuals, we can ensure that all actions will appear genuine to media and public observers. So, you know, that's obviously a thing there. Now, here's uh, here's one of the things that was a little bit too much for me and maybe made me think that, uh, you know, there is an agenda behind the creation of this website, whether it's, you know, legit or not. And that's down here at the, uh, the partner stories. These are customer reviews basically. And one of them says, uh, we have seen some momentous changes as a result of our first two campaigns. It was a st- relating to, uh, you know, their campaigns with this company. It was, astonishing to watch operatives go above and beyond sometimes to their own detriment to drive our story with the public and this is allegedly from (laughs) campaign chair unnamed 2016 presidential campaign okay so if indeed you are trying to keep the privacy of your clientele (laughs) putting a review from a campaign chair an unnamed campaign chair from 2016 presidential campaign is not very secretive you have two options it was either the hillary (laughs) side or the trump side and uh given the context it almost is assuredly they're trying to refer to the hillary clinton campaign which is so unsubtle and so obvious that uh you know I mean, maybe they they want to flout the Hillary campaign as one of their successes, although it wasn't a very good success. If it well, was, was the Hillary maybe- campaign, then why would you uh, put a failed campaign as your number one, uh, you know, customer review? Yeah, I, that's interesting you say that. I, I was thinking it, it's trying to say it's the Trump campaign because <laughs> why? They- okay, why? Because they went, uh, uh, the operatives went above and beyond, sometimes to their own detriment, to drive our story. You know, saying that they uh, created the whole. But there's uh, no what 30- protests were happening for Trump during the Trump campaign. I don't know. Unless maybe, just, unless I, maybe he was referring to, uh, you know, um, maybe they paid people to go to the rallies or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, somebody mentioned uh, it could be Bernie. Maybe it could have been Bernie. Still, that could be Bernie. Not not a better track record, but you know, you know how we find out is we contact them and we have a a, a live event ourselves and we see how well this. Uh, I imagine this that this is extremely expensive. So another <laughs> another reason for us to hold a nice Kickstarter, see if we can uh, pay for a demand protest campaign. Here, here's my tell as to why I thought it was fake. Yeah. Uh, so you had the 17 causes, the 15 partners, 48 campaigns, 1,817 operatives. And, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not the biggest tell, but I don't know. The phone well, number is 415 Oh, that's very funny. Where is that? It's the phone number at the bottom. I'm looking for it. That is funny. Yeah. That's an interesting tell. Okay. Yeah. 415 
2650. Well, there you go. Either way, who it knows? It was the transhuman guy. It was Zoltan. <laughs> Zoltan's transhumanist campaign. Actually, that is an op- that is an option. That's not a bad uh, not a bad no, theory. Not a bad theory. Uh, so we don't know if this is real or not, but uh, we don't have to really rely on this kind of thing uh, to to know about groups that are trying to mobilize and and you know instigate the violence and things like that. And mm-hmm. I know. This might be a little bit more on the side of, uh, you know, I guess uh, America first type of mentality. Mm-hmm. But there's a group called the Workers World, which is like a, a Leninist group. And uh, they, they published uh, an article on the 28th of May against police violence and capitalism t- uh, to rebel is justified. And it goes through how, you know, the brave protesters in Minneapolis and there's a little section here. Righteous protesters broke the windows of the third precinct headquarters where the four fired cops were once based. They picked up tear gas canisters. The cops targeted at them and threw them back at the police. They burned or expropriated goods from the AutoZone, Target, and other businesses. Not condoning the, the actions, just saying like, yeah, get up, you know? And then later, uh, it actually quotes... Uh, What's the guy's name here? Sam something who's basically a Marxist and, you know, talks about the, the rebellion and the rise of violence. Uh, rebellions scare the heck out of billionaire, uh, out of the billionaire ruling class that wants to keep hidden. It's super exploitations of the workers and oppressed. But when rebellions do break out, the ruling class will unleash its state apparatus, the police, immigration and customs enforcement and the National Guard. And even the army in an attempt to terrorize neo-colonized people in the black, brown, and indigenous communities. And later on, Sam Marcy, I think is the guy's name. Any spontaneous or unorganized violence from the oppressed is self-defense against the organized armed force of the state. There is no equal sign between the two. They represent two distinct antagonistic social classes. Uh, and it goes on. So anyway, it just it's not condemning the violence whatsoever. It's actually saying, hey totally justified to be violent and that's just one group here's another one the democratic socialists of america your favorite group basil i know you poured all of your pennies into this one (laughs) dsa condemns the public execution of george floyd at the hands of the minneapolis police again published on the 28th of may and i'll just read little uh clips from this uh article uh talking about the i can't breathe and the george floyd situation this is white supremacy We refuse to euphemize it by calling it hate or fear. We will aim to give justice to those who've been brutalized by police by naming white supremacy so we can eradicate it. Racist police violence is not incidental to the capitalist system. It's necessary to maintain its operation. And then later on, we call on Minneapolis Mayor Frey to stop all sanctioned violence. uh, No, I'm sorry. To stop all state sanctioned violence and call off the SWAT the state patrol, the National Guard, uh, because, of course, they want the people to go ahead and you know, start the uprising. Another group saying, not really condemning the violence, except coming from the police. And the last group here, and this goes back, to, I think, to, the, to the, uh, the tower card with the communists on one side and the cross on the other. Um, this is the CPUSA, the Communist Party of America. Rise up and protect the murder of George Floyd. Protect and, the murder? I'm sorry. Protest the murder of George <laughs> Floyd. <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, same kind of deal, the whole I can't breathe situation. Quote, make no mistake, the protests will continue until justice is done. Whatever that means from the Communist Party of America. Compounding the routine violence against African Americans is the impact of COVID-19 on working class communities of color in all aspects. They're the ones dying in inordinate proportions. They are the first to serve on the front lines and, like in any war, the first to die. We call on our members and friends to join the protests for justice in every way possible to make justice for George Floyd part of every demonstration going forward. Uh, these are political groups that are funded. You know, I, I just don't think this thing is going to end anytime soon, Basil. I don't know about you. What do you think of these no, yeah. articles? Yeah, these you know, it's, it's interesting to watch. Um, you know, what's really interesting to watch is like on the outside, or maybe it's just towards the middle of both sides of the aisle. You know, there's people saying we don't want violence. People on both sides saying we don't want violence. The violence yeah. is not the answer. But then you move a little bit further out on both sides of the aisle and they're all promoting violence. You know, there's a lot of promotion of more violence toward protesters. And then on the left or whatever, on the other side, there's a lot of um condoning violence as the voice of the unheard that type of thing uh right. to give permission so uh, you know that's where i see the line drawn a little bit more is not left and right but there's people on both sides who want violence and there's people on both sides who don't want violence well I think, it's a circle <laughs> okay it's a there circle. you go it's this you go you go right you yeah. go left you yeah, go far you enough, end you up on the other side. yeah right totally you know yeah. Life is a circle, Basil. There you go. So, yeah, we got violence being promoted and condemned on both sides, and that's just the case. That's just what happens. Now, Gons. Yes. You Your ever feel story. like you're being watched? I, I do. I feel like I'm being watched all the time. Did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched? On the topic of looters, here we go. Forbes.com articles titled, Apple Warns Looters. And this is something... I tried to warn looters of Apple warns looters with stolen iPhones. You are being tracked. Of course you are. Looters need to listen to this show or else they would know that stealing iPhones doesn't work. The article yeah. reads as protests continue across the U S a week on, uh, from the death of George Floyd while under arrest in Minneapolis on May 25th, those campaigning against per police brutality have condemned, uh, as opportunistic the violence that has escalated across the country sunday saw a fifth straight of rioting and looting resulting in another wave of arrests apple among other high-end retailers has seen its fair share of attacks and has now taken action to protect staff and prevent further damage apple ceo tim cook sent a message to his employees as those protests escalated saying that quote there is a pain deeply etched in the soul of our nation and in the hearts of millions to stand together we must stand up for one another and recognize the fear, hurt, and outrage rightly provoked by the senseless killing of George Floyd and a much longer history of racism. Cook went on to say that at Apple, our mission has always uh, and always will be to create technology that empowers people to change the world for the better. We have always drawn strength from our diversity, welcomed people from every walk of life to our stores around the world, and strive to build an Apple that is inclusive of everyone. 
These words are being digested as the tech giant made the decision to close the majority of its U.S. stores for the safety of those uh, staff and its customers. Stores that had only just reopened after the COVID-19 shutdown. Apple has unsurprisingly become a favored target of looters, giving the likely spoils on offer, and the decision was taken to remove stock from shop floors and shutter locations. Apple stores were attacked or damaged in Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, and Philadelphia, with looters stealing whatever products were accessible at the time. But this being Apple, there is a sting in the tail for anyone stealing a boxed iPhone from one of those retail stores. It has long been known that Apple operates some form of proximity software that disables a device when it is taken illegally from a store. Until now, though, little had been seen of that technology in action. Well, Thanks to social media, we can now see the message that greets a looter powering up their new device. So funny. Quote, this device has been disabled and is being tracked. It says local authorities will be alerted. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it is unlikely any of these those devices will be returned to stores as requested, but that's not the point. They may be stripped for parts. More likely, they will be quickly dumped over fears there is some form of tracking in place. This is Apple, after all. Looting apart, the theft of high-end phones with iPhones top of the list has been an issue in major cities for years. Apple has taken uh, step after step to try to render its devices worthless once taken, including the sticky Find My functionality that enables users to track down an iPhone. If your device goes missing, Apple says, put it in lost mode and lock it immediately and start tracking its location, etc., etc. So there you go. I actually had, uh, there's somebody on my Facebook and he is selling a stack of iPhones like the night, <laughs> yeah, the night after uh, a riot. I don't know this guy. I mean, I, he's just, you know, you just accept a friend request or whatever. Um, and he has a stack of iPhones, a stack of Jordan shoes, all that kind of stuff. And he's trying to sell it on Facebook. And I'm like, dude, this dude is def A, you being so dumb posting this on social media, you're definitely <laughs> going to get busted. Uh, but also, yeah, every single iPhone that gets stolen is being tracked. And I didn't know about that fun little message it gave, but uh, there you go. That's why you don't mess with or Tim Cook. Or the man's just trying to to resell some things. You know, he's got a legit business. Yeah, he and accidentally looters. he accidentally bought twelve iPhones online, and he's just trying to, you know, he can't get <laughs> his refund because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's a yeah. You know, this is not good all around. That's what I'm saying, man. The <laughs> looters a- need to listen to the show. If you knew a looter in your life, uh, send them a link to the show. They'll. They need to know uh, what to loot and what not to loot. Yeah. Okay. All right, Gons. I got one more story for you. I'm sorry. I'm just plowing through today. I'm all jacked no, up okay. for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, last show, we did a little segment uh, on a, uh, a, a, mother, a single mother of six just beating the snot out of her son who uh, <laughs> she saw at a riot throwing rocks at police. Uh, very cathartic watching, uh, <laughs> watching a teenager get you know, beat down by his strong single mother. Um, turns out that was from a long time ago. The video is from a long time ago, but it still holds true. And it inspired me, Gons, to uh, maybe throw in 
another segment of the show focusing on moms because uh i don't know i think moms moms need more credit i think we get to uh give shout outs to moms on this show and uh i think we need to to enter it into the catalog of segments and i've got one for you here um and any jingle makers out there i need a mom jingle you know something about how moms uh, are keeping the world going or moms you know listen to your mom something like that so uh, make a jingle, send it to canarycryradio at gmail.com. This is from mnn.com, uh, titled Supermom Spotted on a Minnesota Lake with 56 ducklings in tow. Ooh. That's right. It's a duck mom. Wow. When wildlife photographer Brent Shizek uh, bought a small plastic boat last winter, he was hoping to ply the lakes of northern Minnesota and capture the most uh, intimate scenes of animals in their rural natural environment he had no idea how intimate it would get windy day on the water but it wasn't until june that he truly tested the little boat on one of the state's bigger bodies of water lake bemidji quote well it wasn't the greatest idea as it was quite windy that day and the waves were tossing my boat around in any direction it wanted to i decided to carry on knowing that it wasn't likely that i would see anything much less be able to take a photograph with the choppy water he managed to steer his boat along the shoreline then he spotted what seemed to be a gathering of birds as Shizek uh, edged near he could make out a mother duck a common merganser and trailing uh, her trailing her were ducklings one two three the closer i got the more my heart started racing i had never witnessed something like this before the brood <laughs> had swum under a boat dock when they emerged shizek counted more ducklings 25 26 his butt this is really really uh engaging <laughs> story he's telling here his boat was still getting tossed around the choppy waters of late bemidji lake bemidji and the family kept disappearing under the docks. Shijek eventually decided to bring his boat back to the launch. Maybe he'd see the gathering of mergansers again. And he did, on the very beach where he was heading. Quote, As I got closer, the group decided to start swimming back out into the lake, and Mama Merganza got, uh, got out in front, and all the chick in tow. 34, 30, 33, 34. I knew that this was going to be a once-in-a-lifetime photo opportunity, so I immediately tried tried to fire off as many shots as I could, just hoping that one of the photos would turn out 55. Uh, long story short, there's 56 ducklings and one mama and uh, taking care of all 56 ducklings on the stormy waters of Lake Bimiji. So there you go. Mama's everywhere. This duckling's for you. Oh, there's a nice little video there too. Little duckling break for everybody. Wow, that's a lot of ducks. Is that from the actual so thing there? So cute. I have no idea. Looks like it. Oh. Yeah, very cute. Look at all those cute little ducklings. You go, mama bird. Oh, there. then I was able to count 76 babies with her? Wow. 73, 74, 75, 76. 76 babies. Holy smokes. There you go. So that's for all the mamas out there. We got a lot of great moms who watch the show. Uh, we love you. All right, Gons. Um, it's gonna leave the 
birdies up there for this yeah, part just here. Leave, the, the, <laughs> leave the ducks up. We're going to give a few thank yous and shout outs. We're going to take a quick little break, but don't go anywhere because after the break, we got, uh, we're getting into some stuff, a little COVID update. You're wondering what's going on with COVID. We got some stuff to talk about, some more uh, transhumanism. And a few weeks ago, we talked about the sun falling asleep. Well, it turns out it might be waking up now. Uh, some Elon stuff. So stick around. Don't leave just because we're going to be giving some thanks. Thank yous to people. Um, but, Gons, are you ready to hear our new Twitch followers? There's some good ones. Yes. All right. I am ready. Huh? I'm ready. Sorry. Oh, you're ready. Okay. Tired. Here Tired. we go. We got Blatz970. DJ Lucky701. Ah, DJ Lucky. We've got the Black Pope. Ooh, I don't know if I like that one. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you the. This one I do like. <laughs> This username is mostly torso. <laughs> oh, it's, if mostly torso, if you're in the chat, say hi. I want to see if you're following. Chapafawa. Uh, Chapafawa. We got Jan June 1213. We got, oh, hold on. I got to make my thing bigger. I'm having a hard time did we, reading. Did we get the black pope before we got the, the regular pope in there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. The, the on, Black Pope on, followed us before. No, no, we have a Pope Francis. He came in a couple okay, weeks okay. ago. All right. New okay. uh, follower, Amerifro. Then we got Marlon Brando follows Ooh. the show. Thanks, Marlon. Nice. Good looking. Dr. Lofty X. Aeon X Undead. This one's good. We got another uh, Elon follower here. Elon Muskrat, you smell so bad. Oh, poor Elon Muskrat. <laughs> um, let's see. El Martillo. El Martillo. And that's it. Those are the ones. Thank you so much. And here's the thing. If you're not following on Twitch, it's very important because we're trying to... Uh, Twitch is going to give us a lot of good uh, tools to make the show better and support ourselves. So if you go follow us and watch the show on Twitch, that helps a lot. We're consistently near the top of uh, the list of talk shows and podcasts on Twitch. So that's great. Um, and YouTube continues to shut down the show. Uh, not just demonetizing. We've given up on monetizing YouTube a long time ago. Um, they actually put their own ads on it and we don't get anything yeah. for it. So we, awesome. we don't have the videos monetized, but they still play ads for some reason. And we don't see any of that. Um, and uh, they keep messing up the stream. Susan, which Jiki follows us on Twitch, and she uh, constantly tries to tell it, to, you know, convince people to go back to YouTube. But uh, they demonetize, they cut the stream, and uh, they only post the last minute of the show whenever we do uh, a yeah. stream as well. So you know, YouTube is quickly falling apart for us. Um, so we we. Uh, we would like to encourage everybody to follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. We'll pop that link in the chat there for any YouTube people who want to help us out. Um, and what else was I going to say? The jingles. The jingles. What jingles? Yeah. Well, oh, oh, we wanted to give some tips. 
yes, some tips yes. because uh, here's the thing we're value for value and some of our listeners are actually producers of the show our goal is to get as many producers of the show as possible for a few reasons because a it helps us out with the the workload oh, but it also uh, it's cool for people to you know feel a sense of ownership of the show it, you know it's our goal to kind of be a show made by everybody and for everybody um but uh and one way people do that is they make jingles much like me asking for a you know a mama segment jingle um but we wanted to give some tips for people who might want to make jingles for us uh just so we can you know get the highest quality stuff um gone so you want to start out with some tips i mean you're you're the guy i'm the guy you're the guy yeah so one of the things, it, the, the last jingle that we received was uh, the Ecclesiastes 1-9 jingle, and it yeah. used, uh, was it Bon Jovi, a Bon Jovi track? Something. And, and, and we got a, a copyright strike, so, <laughs> uh, which is fine. I, I don't really care, but uh, part of putting a jingle together, if you can, you know, if you can compose your own music, great, but even if you can't, try to use... Uh, open source music or if you have a youtube account you can actually go into your studio and there's a whole music thing in there where you can find songs that you can use for your videos or any kind of use mm -hmm. uh, so uh, that's sort of the first tip in terms of you're going to put music we want to hear music on it and and you can even use i think like instrumentals and stuff we have the dna one for example that uh that's based on the ACDC track. Let me play it. If, if you've never heard the DNA sound or uh, jingle, here it is. Cause I'm DNA. For whatever reason, that doesn't get. Yeah, know, well, it's because he's saying his own lyrics. You know, yeah, I think there's, it's there's ways around it. You got to get creative. You can't just play somebody else's song because we will get a copyright strike. Um, so that's one good tip. Another good tip is, you know, try to pick something that has a little bit of a beat, um, when there's too much like ambience in a jingle, it's easy to kind of lose the lyrics. You can't, or the words or, uh, you know, vocalizations. It's easy to, for things to kind of get muddled. Um, saying back off on the reverb is that is that what you're trying to say slightly just a little back <laughs> off a little bit on the reverb you also got uh, they need to be short you know we need uh, yeah, five be, yeah. five seconds is a good rule of thumb you know we don't want we can't have 30 go, second jingles yeah it, it, 10 seconds at most but yeah think five because then you'll always go a couple seconds longer and yeah and uh yeah you know you can do all kinds of fun stuff. Like for example, the nothing, remember the guy screaming nothing when he got, uh, yeah. sprayed in the eye, that jingle, the music for that was again, found just on, uh, the, I can't remember what it's called. Play it. Nef Nephilim update wants to hear it again. Okay. Here's the, here's the nothing jingle. <laughs> so metal that kid is almost so sounds like metal. a legit metal all you apparently all you need is to get pepper sprayed in the face to become a <laughs> super metal singer so if you're on youtube uh if you go into your studio on the left side if you click on those little the little hamburger menu there uh there's a whole section called audio library and you can go in there and you can there's a bunch of songs based on you know, mood and instruments. And, and there's also a sound effects tab. Why are you telling uh, people to go to YouTube? Don't, go, uh, just don't a, make it on because YouTube. It's free. It's free. There's all sorts of places you can get free. I royalty, know, but free it's, music. A, 
Sure, but that's just one resource. And most of the royalty-free kind of stuff, even though it's royalty-free, people ask for, or you know, the websites will ask for money if you want to really use it. So, yeah. you know what? Just an, trying to help people out. You know what? Another listener-submitted jingle was wasn't a flippy update. Yeah, it Bl- was. Play it. Some, they're it asking was. for it, man. The people want it. Flippy update. Do you want fries with that? Beautiful, that's, iconic. That's jingle iconic yes. yes we also had uh we had a couple money jingles come in so this was uh 100 billion dollars i don't have any money another great <laughs> piece of work love it this is this uh, i'm gonna play the other one because we got two money jingles <laughs> I, I guess that's also a... Uh, that was ABBA or something, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody like that. But that's okay. I mean, if you if you mess that. with it enough, if it's short yeah. enough and you mess with it enough, we can get past the copyright. Um, but, you know, just picking a piece of a song and putting a little voice at the end is not enough. Um, so there you go. There's some tips for all you creative people out there. We got, uh, we got producers all over the world and that's a great way to do it. Um, you can make us a jingle. Some, you, I, we got to get some mama jingles, get creative, figure it out. It doesn't have to be mama. could be mommy. could be, I don't know, maybe like a water boy, uh, reference or something. I don't know. I'll let you guys figure it out. But, uh, Go ahead and send those, as some people were asking. If you make something, send it to canarycryradio at gmail.com, and uh, we'll play it on the show. That's canarycryradio at gmail.com. And uh, actually, Guns, we also... uh, enjoy it when people send us art different pieces of art and we had a few uh, art pieces come through oh we did i haven't looked at those yeah yet. why don't you open up the uh the email and see if you can pick a couple out and we'll show them on the show um while i stall for you because that's very cool too we'll, we'll we're, we're still kind of we don't do a whole lot of visual stuff besides the stream but we'll show them on the stream and it's nice to have a collection of art that we can use in newsletters and uh, social posts and things like that so um you can send all art all creative work for the show if you send it to us that's your implying permission that we can use it um send it to canarycryradio at gmail.com so uh, thank you guys very much for everybody who uh, creates stuff for the show, producers of the show. And you can also be a producer of the show by uh, helping us out financially. But I won't get into that now. We'll, we'll be thanking some new donors uh, later on in the show. And so thank you guys very much. And thank you for those who follow us on Twitch. If you uh, follow, if you go to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio, follow us there. Watch the show on Twitch. Uh, You'll have a much better time. And we'll give you a shout out uh, as well. And while I'm thinking about it, I want to give a shout out to Osmodius001 who uh, just followed us over on Twitch. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Yes, and I'm showing the uh, the artwork here nice. on the screen. They are operationaliling. Is that something we said? Uh, op- operationalizing. I don't remember, but whatever. Oh, zing. That's a Z. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was two L's. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. So that's too fun. artsy for me. I couldn't read the letters. So artsy. Yes. No. Operationalizing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that must have been a word you were talking about. Uh, I'm kind of yeah. saying that. Saying, it sounds like that something over? I would say. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's got the the 
the I don't know the trucks and the National Guard, I guess the yeah. police force and the and their garb in there, the burning buildings in the background. Very mm-hmm. good, very good part. Very fun. Yeah. Um, and there's one more in there, and uh, if you're able to find it, that's great. If not, we'll show it on another show. And I want to give a shout out to the new Twitch follower, Flat Earth Preacher Rapper. Flat Earth Preacher Rapper, thanks for being here. Um, okay, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm not able to find the other one at the moment. I'm That's having, okay. Oh, we'll we we'll find it for next time, if not. So Jay and Ciara. Ciara. Ciara's the other one. Here, let me show this one, because this is pretty cool, too. Um, this is uh, Ciara, if you're looking at the screen. they got a little canary. It's got uh, multiple squares that makes kind of a rounded inside, and it says, think outside the cage, and what Very looks good. like looks like space there you go we got that that bird thinking outside the cage very nice yep very cool so you you can send your art and your uh, jingles to canarycryradio at gmail.com thank you very much um okay let's get back to the show what do you say are you ready to become cyborg you know basil you always uh defended the video gamer yes now that we're on twitch let's just uh affirm all those twitch people uh (laughs) (laughs) all the video games that you've been playing it's good for your brain apparently this is ventsmagazine.com benefits of playing computer games in this century men have seen many new inventions and innovative ideas that have made our lives comfortable and interesting the invention of computers has caused many changes in human beings almost in every chore of life one of the uses of computers is playing games on it which is an excellent entertainment source for kids But there is a traditional belief that playing games bring no benefit for children. Instead, it is a harmful activity for them. But modern researchers have contradicted this belief. Hmm. And they say that playing games are suitable for children. Hey. It goes through some of the benefits of playing computer games. Well, you may be thinking that that in what way computer games are helpful. Then here's the answer. Uh, Modern research says that just like physical exercise is right for your in muscles, games are also good for your mind. Games help you to indulge your brain, thus improving your brain's performance. We can say that games are the exercise of your brain. Here are some of the benefits of playing computer games. So here we go. Number one, enhances concentration skills. When you play games, your concentration skills improve. When kids play computer games, their entire concentration and attention are on the game they're playing as they need to achieve some specific objective of the game, so they play their game with full concentration. Research says that this improves their concentration skills. Interesting. Very nice. Number two, increases brain speed. Uh, People who love playing computer games and spend most of their spare time playing different video games are more uh, responsive than other people. It is so because computer games improve their brain's speed. While playing games, people receive several visual and audio stimulations. Some, uh, so they are faster in processing these stimulators than ordinary people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was kind of a surprise to me. Good social skills. Mm, yeah. I have not experienced great social skills on <laughs> online games that I play. Depends but, uh, on the game, I suppose. Depends on the game. <laughs> Many online games indulge the player in some communication with other players for compelling, uh, completing a specific task. So these games help develop excellent social skills. Research says that such types of video games help them to grow socially. 
Uh, those people who play video games are more social and competent in making new friends than ordinary people. Yeah. Okay, I, I suppose. Number I four. Get, well, especially now, because games yeah. are a social thing online. You know, when I was a kid, there was no online gaming. Well, there was, right. but it wasn't very good. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, you know, it was considered more of a loner type of activity. Now, you know, I mean, you can barely play a game that doesn't team you up with, you know, anywhere from three to however many other people. And, you you know, communication is essential with a lot of these games nowadays. Yeah. Um, if you don't communicate with your team members well, you won't win the game. So I could see that. I could see yeah. that. I like that. It, it- I have noticed that it's it is weird when you first jump onto a game and you talk to just complete strangers you have no idea but most of the time they're pretty nice although again my my gaming experience yeah, you can is- you can also have horrible experiences you with can. Other people. <laughs> but then you can just sign off you Bill, know, or like, Bill and Melinda yeah. in the uh, in the chat says uh, the looters have excellent concentration social skills lol. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four, good multitasking abilities. Some games require the player to give full attention to it. They need to be more observant to complete specific tasks tasks in the game. They need to move the mouse and press keys on the keyboard tactfully. So their multitasking abilities are better than those who don't play games uh, as they can react more tactfully than others. So I think the video gaming has helped me with all the jingle button I pressing. I totally believe that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be playing a game and, uh, you know, some, there's some people in my life who are not necessarily gamers and they'll watch me play a game and they'll just watch my hands the whole time. They'll be like, Oh my gosh, look at those fingies. So impressive. (laughs) I'm, I'm, uh, I I had the same kind of reaction there, but that's what they say. I had the same kind of reaction playing the guitar often. Yeah. As a a young man. Yeah. Those fingers. There's some, uh, you know, arguments coming in the chat, specifically from Canary Screamer, uh, says uh, they're desensitized to violence. That is true, although I will uh, just mention, you know, the whole world is desensitizing us to violence, especially with the riots, the news, you know, the fear, the fear mongering, the violence mongering on the news that desensitizes you to violence. You know, any TV show, any movie, you know, the whole world is trying to desensitize us to violence. Not that I'm saying that that's a good thing. I'm just saying, you know, I'm, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta mention it when it comes to uh, defending well, we did, video games. Here, we did talk about how uh, when you play Grand Theft Auto and you walk around, it does feel like yeah, oh, that is a notoriously real life, <laughs> notoriously mean video game. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, number five, better coordination when a person plays a video game is concentration on the game as a minor mistake can lead to them lead them to lose the game so when they are playing the game they are not looking at the computer indolently on the computer screen Mm -hmm. such actions in video games improve coordination as the person who is playing the game uses his visual audio and physical strengths and uh, stimulations Mm -hmm. hence we can say that playing computer games are beneficial for kids and adults in many ways you're a game lover blah 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 so uh you know I, i i suppose that those are I think most of this surrounds the idea of concentration and focus. Yeah. So, uh, and sure. of course, we're not saying that there's nothing bad to say about video games. Of course, no, there is, no. but that, that's been reiterated over uh, a long time, which is evident to the pushback we're getting in chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> right, right, right. So, uh, yes, there is an element of, uh, I guess, positivity that comes from that. But also, I feel like you can learn concentration skills from other means of being outside and catching a ball. And, you know, there's other ways to do it, too. I, I suppose it's more boring now that you have this... Uh, yeah, you know, virtual world landscapes. Well, and when stuff you to have to save the world by staying inside and wearing a mask, Gons, you can't go out and go into your own backyard when there's a pandemic about. You know, it's funny. I, if I toss you a ball, it just hit you right in the, in the googly eyes. There, <laughs> you would not. You would not see it coming. I keep hitting myself Literally. in the googly eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, video games turning us all into cyborgs. That's great news. Very slowly, but surely. Okay. Yeah, that's the concentration of the robot is basically what's happening there. Yeah, very good. Yep. All right, let's uh, head over to Daily Mail. What do you say? That's right. Here we go. Daily Mail article, Poor Harvest, Mysterious 200-Foot COVID Crop Circle, appears in Wiltshire Farmer's Barley Field. Yeah, we hadn't heard a lot about COVID during the riots, Gons, but here we go, making a big statement, the aliens leaving us a crop circle. A 200-foot-wide crop circle shaped like a COVID virus has mysteriously appeared in a farmer's field this week. The unusual crop formation was discovered on Friday in the Wilshire countryside. The county said to be the epicenter of crop circle tourism. As the start of the new crop circle season begins... Pictures of the detailed design found in an agricultural barley field said to measure approximately 200 feet by 130 feet were shared on social media. And got nice overhead uh, drone shots there. The In response to the eye-catching drone snapshots, Heather Barsby said, quote, those aliens are risking it a bit coming here during a pandemic. And surely they should go into two weeks of quarantine as well before playing in the crops. Oh, uh, Heather. Oh, Heather Barsby. Such a funny one we got there. Richard Marshall added, I hope they didn't travel more than five miles. At least we can be fairly confident. There weren't more than six of them uh, from no more than two households. <laughs> okay, we're having fun. We're having fun here. The exact location of the field has not been revealed to avoid visitors walking there, and it is not known how it was made. Well, that's not true. We all know how it was made. The sudden appearance of crop circles and their intricate designs has led several theories about how they were formed. Sightings of crop circles date back hundreds of years in Europe, with some people believing they are the result of UFOs or spaceships landing in fields and flattening the crops. In the opposing camp, people firmly believe the large designs are man-made, often causing tension between the two groups. <laughs> Always tension. Always tension. Everything's got to cause tension nowadays, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a. Uh, I, mean, I saw in the chat already. People bring up that directed energy weapons can all already do this kind oh, of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's there's probably some of that going on. If also, not, uh, a farmer with a board and a rope can also make it. But well. He's, he would have to be very coordinated with uh, a few other people to do it in uh, impossible in, conspiracies can't exist guns because people can't get along like that. Well, I'm saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, if it was a coordinated effort and they knew what they were doing, this is certainly possible to do in a, in a couple hours overnight. Yes. No one really watching, but we don't want to uh, kill the magic. So aliens did it. 
Where are the aliens? They're making crop circles, Elon. <laughs> I want to give a That's shout out uh, to Seeking Truth 777. First time on Twitch. Thanks for being here. All right. Uh, okay, what else we got? Oh, this one I'm excited about. Mind if I take this next one? Yeah, go ahead. Let me uh, find the jingle. jingle for it. <coughs> Where is oh, this jingle? Me. Yeah, that's the other problem. I can't always Oh, come on, find Gonzo. Jingle. You got it. Right you got it. I believe space, in you. Space, 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 space. Want to go to space? Want to go to space? Independent.co.uk. Last week, uh, we talked about a study coming out that was saying the sun was falling asleep. A record lack of solar flares, uh, meaning that the sun's energy was calming down, uh, which is a known cycle. But uh, you know, we're we are apparently story on TV or on on the screen. Sorry, go ahead, keep going. Uh, So, independent.co.uk says the biggest solar flare in years just came out of the sun, and it could be waking up. NASA says. The sun produced its largest solar flare since October 2017 over the weekend, which could be an indication that the sun's solar cycle is becoming more active. Such periods of activity can cause interference with radio equipment or satellites in space. A collection of sunspots, which are dark areas of the sun signifying complex magnetic fields, were spotted by NASA spacecraft on May 29th. A relatively small solar flare came from these sunspots, sending harmful radiation into the atmosphere. This flare, classified as M-class, which represents the middle in terms of solar flare strength, more powerful than C-class flares, but not as powerful as X-class flares, which can cause radio blackouts. Each class is 10 times as powerful as before, divided into five classes, A, B, C, M, and X class. Even if a flare reaches X class, there are 10 classifications within that measurement each 10 times more powerful than the one previously. During the last solar maximum in 2013, the sensors cut out at X28, which is uh, very extreme. This M-class flare did reportedly cause a small radio blackout and was followed uh, by a smaller C-class flare approximately three hours later. Over the past 48 hours, it has also been recorded that smaller B-class flares have been seen on the sun too. Um, so there you go. Long story short, Gans, we we're just talking about how uh, the sun was in the longest recorded solar minimum uh, literally just last week. And then interesting how uh, this week after the riots started and continue, we got the solar flares flaring up, man. Yeah, I don't know if I believe NASA. <laughs> That's crazy talk. What's the agenda? What's the why? Why all of a sudden the sun waking up? Well, what is what would be the agenda in the chat? Nephilim update says it would be a cover story for an EMP. That's that's probably the most uh, uh, plausible plausible thing that I can think of. (laughs) Well, especially during the riots too. You know, it'd be a good way to just knock out, cut out communications. Yeah, yeah. Mm, But then all the the Antifa people won't be able to coordinate their their whole deal that's the point man plus space is you know fake so what are you gonna do yeah it's (laughs) it's one big lie the story i don't know why you even brought it up i was 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 so excited excited about it i was so excited because the we just heard that the sun was going to sleep and uh now the sun's waking up so i think we'll make it another day gonzo is it waking up or is it just you know like a like a night night fart wake up sleepy head (laughs) okay I don't, I don't know where to go with that one. <laughs> you can just tell us our next story if you want. 
Yeah, so uh, we wanted to get to this yesterday, but we didn't, so we'll get to it today. And we got a couple stories from the express.co.uk. And this first one, SpaceX launch mystery, multiple UFO sightings during NASA live stream. Uh, thought we were going to get away from NASA, no. but here they are. <laughs> Social media frenzy. And uh, we'll play the video on screen here. Multiple mysterious UFOs were spotted by viewers of the SpaceX live stream as the Falcon 9 rocket took two NASA astronauts into space. The unusual fast-flying orbs were spotted by several different viewers who posted footage of the different objects on social media. Gotta love those orbs, man. I know. The footage of the UFOs has since gone viral and registered thousands of viewers online. And if you're watching the screen, you can kind of tell they do a zoom in because it's kind of hard to see anything uh, just with the normal video. You got to kind of have a zoom in there of uh, uh, looks like a really fast moving object kind of flying through the clouds underneath. The UFO sightings came during the successful, highly anticipated SpaceX launch of NASA astronauts into orbit. Elon Musk, Donald Trump and Mike Pence all watched on in Florida to mark the first time since 2011 that humans had blasted off into orbit from U.S. soil. The two astronauts, Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley, on board the Dragon spacecraft were sent to the ISIS, sorry, the ISS. However, during the live video feed streamed from the rocket itself, several bizarre flying objects were spotted hovering above Earth. Viewers remarked that there were several moving objects seen while watching the live stream. Uh, once again, just repeating over and over again mm-hmm. with these articles. One viewer questioned, quote, How are they going to explain all of these now? <laughs> we got you. We finally got you. <laughs> Another said, quote, I saw two events similar to this one when I saw it live. That seemed even more conspicuous than this example. Glad others noticed it too. He knows the truth. <laughs> In one video, a bizarre orb can be seen beneath the rocket moving across Earth at a rapid pace. Uh, in another cl- clip, a strange UFO is recorded seeming, uh, seeming to leave Earth and move deeper into space before vanishing. Ooh. A third viewer said, quote, after the launch of SpaceX's Falcon 9 Dragon or crew demo, an object from Earth to space is rapidly launched in the 14th minute of the stream. And this, uh, is this a U.S. Uh, gosh, is this a UFO? Make that font uh, bigger, old man. Uh, it's fine. A space junk? A space junk. It's a space or, junk. I know. <laughs> or a rocket-owned piece. However, skeptics dismissed the UFO frenzy, claiming that all of the flying objects may have been debris from the rocket or space junk. So there you go. The debate rages on. But you know the 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 one that this guy, the second viewer, who said he saw uh, an object that seemed even more conspicuous. Uh, wait, there's another one here. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Oh, vanishing into space. Yeah, uh, moving away from Earth, vanishing into space. I, that's the thing I've seen multiple times in the sky, where it's like kind of floating there, looks kind of like a star. Yeah, you and then see just, more UFOs than anybody I know. What? You're, you're you're looking up, man. You're always looking up. Well, 
I am I am always looking up. But yeah, th- that's the one I've seen multiple times where it, it looks like it's just a star and then it just goes away. It kind of gets sucked out of the sky. And we, it's got like, some, oh, uh, we got okay. some chatters here that said they saw it live. Mark Iver says, I saw, the U- I saw a UFO when the dragon detached. Oh. Yeah. In the sky? Uh, or like live on that's the video? That's what they say. I think uh, live on the video. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff there. So that that's the first uh, first thing. So again, Elon. Where are the aliens? They're Where are they flying aliens? away from your SpaceX rocket Where dragon. Where are they? Elon and, knows something. We need to get that guy on the show. Yeah, there's a second article here. Do you want to? Do you want to do this one? No, you got it. <laughs> okay. Another express.co.uk SpaceX viral clip of a mouse on SpaceX's Falcon 9 splits the internet. It is a mouse. It says here some 10 million people watched SpaceX and NASA launch. Blah, blah, blah. We already know about that. Uh, A viral video clip shared on social media show how a mysterious object moving around the Falcon red hot engines leading many to think a tiny mouse got involved in the historic launch. And let me play the video for viewers uh, on the screen. And basically, uh, yeah, you got your thruster and, uh, you know, it's really red hot or whatever, burning fire. And uh, right there, right on the, the part where it connects to the rest of the, the rocket is a little little critter. Little critter running around. Little critter that comes out. Little mighty mouse. Around. Yeah, and, and goes back over the edge there. And uh, there's a close-up of the shot. And people were freaking out on the internet saying, hey, what's up with that? What's up with the mouse? There's a mouse who can both withstand the freezing cold of space and the uh, incredibly high temperatures of a rocket engine. Well, that's why he's a genetically modified mouse. What? And we've what been say you? On the genetically modified mice, the last uh, couple episodes here. Um, one person said, "Quote: Barn girl here walks like a mouse, talks like a mouse, <laughs> looks like a mouse. It is a mouse." how she got the the talking. I don't you know, know I I don't follow the logic, but I get the point. <laughs> Another one said, I knew the 11 second, uh, 11 seconds clips were odd. Mouse, mouse, mouse. (laughs) And and another one said, save this, get it to someone. I want to know what the heck is going on. Got to save this mouse, man. Yeah, we got, we got to doing. I trust him. Now what? (laughs) What is Trump doing? Why did Trump put a mouse on the (laughs) spacecraft? (laughs) Oh, that guy. He's he's responsible for everything. Another Twitter user. Oh man, poor little guy. I wonder how long he lasted. Maybe he held on until breakaway. A <laughs> uh, third person added. A third person. So that's like I just read like five quotes there. If it was truly in outer space, then how did the mouse remain tethered to the rocket and Ooh, not go away? That's a good point. I didn't. Yeah, maybe the rocket's not even in space. Maybe it's in a sound studio in Hollywood. Why wasn't it scorched to death by the intense heat? This is clearly a hoax. Hoax mouse. Uh, however, the discovery has split the internet with many people claiming it was a piece of ice or foil that broke off during the launch. Others have suggested it is a chunk of solid oxygen that vacuum uh, that, that vacuum froze when liquid oxygen vented from the Falcon 9 in space. And there's actually older footage of... Uh, 
the SpaceX lock, rocket launch that has a similar type of like critter that goes across that exact same spot. Right. Uh, and people are saying it's like water, not water, but some kind of, yeah, some kind of liquid, something or other liquid debris that, yeah, that forms and is, uh, I, I don't know, whatever. It's but a mouse. I say, I say it's a mouse. GMO mouse. They're taking over, baby. And uh, this is a spaceflightnow.com article from November 3rd, 2019. SpaceX cargo mission combines mighty mice, fires, and beer research. Mm. So clearly uh, they were, and, and the article states here, a nest of genetically engineered mice, a research study uh, uh, to observe the behavior of fires in space and an experiment that could lead to brewing beer and microgravity are among uh, among the more than 5,700 pounds of cargo inside of SpaceX Dragon capsule awaiting launch. This is, again, back in December. So, uh, yeah, they publicly admitted that there's genetically engineered mice that are already in space. Maybe he was just, uh, you know. Yeah, they're up there colonizing the moon with the, uh, with the wormicorn tardigrades up there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mike Mouse was a documentary. <laughs> Well, Gons, uh, speaking of Elon, I got to say, speak of the beast system. Oh, uh, jingle coming in a second. Speaking of the beast system, beast beast, beast, beast system. There you go. This is from MSN.com. Grimes, who, uh, as we all know, is Elon Musk's uh, girlfriend and baby mama now. Partner uh, back. Sorry, yeah. He, he refers partner. to her as partner. Ah, partner, yes. You don't live in these days of Sorry, wives and bad. husbands I anymore. I can't dead name her. Um, let's see here. Grimes, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, yeah. So weeks after uh, she had her baby there with Elon Musk, this headline comes out. Grimes is legally selling a part of her soul. Ooh. Ah. Uh. Interesting. Grimes is legally selling a part of her soul in an auction. The 32-year-old singer who welcomed her and Elon Musk's son, A. Ash, uh, what is it? Archangel. Archangel. Yes. Ex Ash Archangel earlier this month has put up a legal document for sale as part of her online art exhibition with uh, bids starting at 10 million to own a piece of her soul. She explained, quote, I didn't want anyone to buy it. So I said we should just make it $10 million and then it probably won't sell. The deeper we got with it, the more philosophically interesting it became. Also, I really wanted to collaborate with my lawyer on art. The idea of fantastical art in the form of legal documents just seems very intriguing to me. Elsewhere uh, elsewhere for sale includes a print illustration titled Selden Crisis, which has been listed for $500 in the auction. Uh, the You'll Miss Me When I'm Not Around singer also admitted she has been doing fine art for a long time, way before she even started songwriting and penning hit tracks. Of her art, she told Bloomberg, quote, I made art 10, 12 years before I ever touched a keyboard. I see myself as a visual artist first and foremost, and I've always felt strange that people know me for music. Meanwhile, Grimes previously created a digital version of herself so that she can still perform without having to physically be present. 
She said, quote, having a digital body allows me to keep working throughout the later stages of my pregnancy. And after I have my baby so I can spend more time with them, a lot of my friends aren't having babies because they're worried about their careers. And we wanted to find a way to overcome this issue. Uh, so there you go. Grimes selling a piece of her soul. Now, this uh, needs to be mentioned. This is not the first time somebody has put up their soul uh, for auction. There is actually somebody's soul uh, that was sold on eBay. This was a long time ago. I don't even remember when exactly, but uh, I think I was a long, long time ago. Somebody put their soul up on eBay that sold. And that's actually what caused eBay to put the clause in their rules saying that you have to sell an actual tangible item, Um, which, you know, gives their bias on the soul as well. But this is interesting. Just how dare you say my soul is not tangible? <laughs> she's eBay. just selling a piece of her soul, not the whole thing. So she's holding on to some of her most important assets there, but uh, trying to liquidate for some uh, for ten million cash. So that'll be interesting to see if that sells. Um, but also, you know, kind of a spooky thing. Let me go back down to the article. There was something I wanted to point out. Oh yeah. When she's talking about, here we go. The deeper we got with it, the more philosophically interesting it became. Also, I really wanted to collaborate with my lawyer on art. The idea of fantastical art in the form of legal documents just seems very intriguing to me. And this is something that I've been kind of harping on. Uh, I got to lift my, my, oh, you showed your face. Almost, almost. Um, uh, the, the idea of legal documents being based around the philosophy of magic, uh, with a K, you know, there's, uh, the way the law works and the way that, uh, you know, legal documents are written up actually have a lot of similarities with some magical practices, um, Uh, as well as the sort of the belief in law and the the authority attached to it, um, you know, garnering power uh, for legal documents and agreements. Um, but also very interesting because as she's talking about here, philosophically making the the art, the the legal document itself being a piece of art. Um, so yeah, this is very interesting. Oh, a couple things. First off, most modeling is kind of acting like a beast, but making it fashion. <laughs> but then make it fashion. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, I, I found it interesting that she didn't want anyone to buy it, so she would sell it for ten million dollars, which would just have all the creepy rich people looking into yeah, buying. It's just getting the risk. Yeah, it's going after it's the wrong really. uh, the wrong market there. The people who would yeah. actually want to buy the soul and use it for some sort of ritual, whatever that means. Yeah, the um, lizard people come in and yes, come in. Yes. no problem. Print, print, print. The lizard people, that's funny. Yeah, um, anyway. so, the other part of it was uh, her digital body, having a digital body, body allowing her to perform and stuff. That's the idea of a proxy. And that that's going to become a bigger thing i think to you know uh, a proxy of yourself that uh, you know does all the things for you and uh i always uh, every once in a while i reference a book called the atopia chronicles it's a fiction book mm-hmm. and in the book uh basically people are living out all kinds of virtual lives and they actually uh you know have a proxy and they they let the proxy take over the physical you're like your normal body and so your normal body is just sitting there kind of zoning out 
and it, it does the basics. It eats and it goes to the restroom and it you know lays down or whatever to rest. Meanwhile, in your mind, you're able to go travel around to the, the, the different you know virtual worlds and have different experiences and whatnot. And it's the idea of having that difference, you know, having a, a backup to your body where it, it's the flip of this. You know, this is like actually creating a digital copy to do something else. Mm-hmm. But I think you know that's kind of the direction they want to take it with all this uh, digital copying of the body, uh, digital copy of yourself, and doing work for you in the virtual space. So just reminded me of that whole thing. Uh, not to mention the first story we had about the uh, the AI bot the from like the movie Her or whatever that talks to you and mm, stuff. Yeah, and similar. You, you can love almost like replica dot AI. Well, that's you know Elon's going to come out there and be like, "Hey, we're all connected. Uh, you can talk to my wife twenty four seven or wife partner. You can talk to my partner twenty four seven through her digital proxy." Right. That's going to become more of a creepy thing, I think, for the creepy crowd. Because obviously, uh, you know, the Hollywood whole thing is kind of changing right now. But I love those creepers. You know, I'm, I think I'm finally starting to experience the virtual reality nausea that I keep uh, getting ads for a little bracelet that will cure me. I might have to get one. I'm starting bracelet to get a little woozy in here. That bracelet is just—it's come on. That's not. That's <laughs> did not, you ever? Uh, did you ever get into the copper bracelet thing? I never got into it, but I remember it and calling it a scam. Yeah, I, yeah. There's a while there where copper bracelets and magnet bracelets and things like that were always, uh, you know, being sold uh, to help you with whatever. What I don't even really remember what they were for. Lose ten pounds by wearing this copper bracelet. Or like balance or something. Some yes, balance. There's the balance bracelets, all sorts of stuff. A um, bunch of uh, NBA players were wearing it. You know, oh, it makes me play better. And <laughs> yeah, it's good marketing. <laughs> it is good marketing. Yeah. I'm sure they sold a lot of those little pieces of plastic, and they were they were expensive too. I remember they were like twenty something bucks for each one. And it's like, wow, really? And I think they got sued as well, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember that, but remember that, that? I that think, wouldn't I surprise think me. Yeah, because for false advertising or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, let's see here. Ooh, ooh, we made it to number two on the uh, the Twitch podcast rankings there. All right. That's cool. very cool. We're currently sitting at number two. Of course, uh, it's during the end of the show here. That's okay. We want to take a quick second. Uh, don't go anywhere. We got a couple of stories after this, but I want to thank a couple more Twitch followers and thank uh, some of our new patrons. Gons, you got your dinger ready? <laughs> yes. I, I hate it when you ask me that, but <laughs> yes, dinger is ready. Okay. We got, uh, ooh, let's see. Shoot. Belin- oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, we got a user, sh- uh, sh- sh- shoot B line, duh, gates. There we go. Uh, and seeking truth, 777. Of course, we gave you a shout out before, but there you go. Another Twitch follower, uh, Joss Fajitas. And Lord help us Tampa. 
Those are our new Twitch followers. Thank you guys so much for being here and helping us over on Twitch. And thank everybody for watching on Twitch. And uh, just so everybody knows, remember, we are a value-for-value show. We don't believe in the uh, practice of gaining your trust and your attention and then turning around and selling that all to a corporation for our own personal gain. So we've got some uh, wonderful financial helpers on the show. It's the only way we can keep the show going. And you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash ccnt again that's patreon.com slash ccnt and a couple of shout outs uh gons grab your gonger <laughs> i do have my gonger got, as well you got your gonger i want to give a big old th- uh thank you to mary J. thank you mary J. we also got kenneth t uh what happened where's my gonger NFT, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, those are the two new supporters over on the Canary Cry News Talk Patreon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash ccnt. We also have a Patreon for uh, Canary Cry Radio. Um, yes. And do you have that up? I, I was, do. Okay. We yeah. have, what do you got? Uh, new pledge from Ciara. Ciara. Thank you very much, Ciara. And if I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to think if it's the same. Yeah, I think this is the same Ciara that gave us the art. Yeah, Ciara. Okay. Thank you, Ciara. Very good. The art. And I, and I see in the chat here, uh, yeah, sorry for Twitch viewers that I didn't give you a call out. You know, I just read them from the list here, so it might not have updated yet. Um, but uh, we have Viva La Resistance 2020. Thanks for uh, jumping over here to Twitch and helping us out. Um, uh, okay. And also from PayPal, we do have... Uh, a gift from Lynn and also Regina. So thank you, Lynn and Regina. And That's Regina. right. <clears throat> so remember, we are a value for value proposition. If you uh, have been watching the show and you get any value out of it, it, you have the opportunity to put some value back in. If you don't get value out of the show, you know, what am I going to do? You don't got to, I guess you don't got to give value back. But if you've been watching uh, one show or 10 shows or a hundred shows, remember that the show can only keep going uh, through the, the production help, the producers that help pay for the show. Um, and so thank you guys so much. You can do, you can join in that club by going to patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. Or if you don't like Patreon, I know a lot of people don't like Patreon, you can go to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. Canarycryradio.com slash support. There's other ways to help the show out. You can uh, join up on PayPal with a recurring donation or make one-time donations over there. Also, uh, I believe we, do we have our address, our mailing address up over there? Or is that changing? I don't know. Okay. It might be changing. We'll, we'll figure that out. I know some people like to uh, send checks. Um, we'll have a new... Uh, address for you to send those checks to here soon so keep posted on that but also at canarycryradio.com slash support you can also uh, give with cryptocurrency and fun stuff like that so uh, uh, thank you very much to all the producers who help us out with that we truly could not do the show without you and uh, so make sure to uh, 
you know, keep giving value back into the system if you're able to do that. Because we're, we're, it takes a whole village, a whole tribe of people to make this show happen. Um, also, there's other great ways to support the show that uh, are not financial. If that's not in the cards for you, we totally understand. Um, you can help the show out by leaving ratings and reviews on uh, wherever you watch or listen to the show. Give a thumbs up on YouTube. Um, you know, if you listen to the podcast version, uh, you can leave a rating and a review. Really helps people find the show on iTunes and other podcast apps. And just a point, uh, a point, a note here. Um, a lot of times our stream will get cut off or the video will disappear. We'll get censored or something like that. Uh, if you want a, a backup to make sure you always get the show with the highest quality, this is the key too. if quality is your thing. The highest uh, audio quality way to listen to the show is not live, but follow the podcast feed on uh, the Apple podcast app or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we, after every live show, we put up the show on the podcast feed and we have much better audio quality there because that's just the way the Internet works. Um, but as long as uh, my stuff doesn't fall apart like it did today. Yeah, and everybody should be doing that. Um, it's a good backup if we're not able to stream the show for whatever reasons, whether it's technical difficulties or you know censorship or something like that. You can always listen to the show in uh, perfect quality over on the RSS feed. Just go to a podcatch uh, podcatcher and search Canary Cry News Talk. And also check out Canary Cry Radio. A lot of new listeners uh, aren't aware. We actually have two different shows. Uh, Canary Cry Radio is a show that we've been doing for eight years now. Um, it's more of a, a topic-based or an interview-based show, a little bit different. And Canary Cry News Talk is what you're watching right now, what you're listening to right now. And uh, it's based off of current events and news stories of the day in the context of all the same stuff. Stuff we talk about uh, on both channels. So make sure to check that out. Also, make sure to check out the Face Like the Sun YouTube channel. A lot of great work Gonz has done over there, over 900 videos. Um, and you can check out my other podcast called The Joy Spiracy Theory. And a lot of times getting into all these uh, funky, fringy topics, it can get a little depressing. Um, so I started The Joy Spiracy Theory, where I talk to listeners just like you who. Uh, have been listening to all of our shows for a while and uh, we talk about and document their life experiences, their experiences getting into conspiracy theories, but also a lot of crazy, um, really important stories about people living their lives and, uh, you know, uh, finding Jesus and drug problems and all sorts of fun stuff. There's something for everybody over there and you can find that uh, on your YouTube or uh your podcast player. Just search the joy spiracy theory. Um, it's like conspiracy theory only with joy. There you go. Check that out. Um, okay. Anything else before we uh, hit our last couple stories here, Gons? I'm ready. Five G kills humans. 
<laughs> oh, I forgot about that whole debate. 5G. 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 There Did you go. Did you hear 5G this time? And I know. I still heard 3G, but that's okay. I've I've uh, submitted myself to the <laughs> to the fact that it says 5G. But and that's another great uh, listener submitted jingle. So uh, there you go. We'll yep. Make more jingles. You want to do this one, or is this one for me? Uh let's see what's the other one what's the other story that i had uh yeah i'll do this one sure okay this is cnet.com 5g myths debunked 5g doesn't cause covid19 and won't replace 4g of course uh based on all that conspiracy talk there we'll see what they have to say here the next generation of high-speed mobile data known as 5g is live in many countries including the us the uk and australia but as the new network rolls out, many misconceptions and confusion around the technology remain. Most recently, conspiracy theorists have tried linking 5G with the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has resulted in people burning cell towers and many social media platforms, including Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, scrambling to curb the spread of this misinformation. Mm. This isn't completely surprising. 5G will have an impact on many people's lives around the world, so there are understandably still a lot of questions being asked. Not only will these 5G networks connect users to a super-fast mobile network, but entire industries will benefit from the faster connectivity of 5G as well, like self-driving cars, drones, and the Internet of Things. All just terrifying objects. The the Internet of Things. The Internet of Things. Uh, As the 5G rollout continues throughout 2020, it's predicted that there will be 1 billion 5G customers by 2023. Wow. Uh, to learn more about 5G, uh, we're debunking a few 5G myths. And if you want to know more about 5G in general, read our Frequently Asked Questions, Everything You Need to Know About the 5G Revolution. Wow, got to de- debunk the myths. Yeah, this is really funny. Uh, is 5G safe? One of the biggest concerns people have about 5G is that the network's radio frequency will be unsafe, expose people to radiation, and cause cancer. Uh-huh. The Sounds fears, right. <laughs> The fears aren't completely unfounded. Oh, that's funny. I know. A 2011 report from the World Health Organization uh, suggested that cell phone radiation should be listed as, quote, possibly carcinogenic to humans. In 2016, a study funded by the U.S. government showed a link between radiofrequency radiation and cancers in rats. And, mo- uh, and popular phones like the iPhone and Galaxy handsets may exceed the level of radio frequency radiation allowed by the FCC. So, okay, before we go on, uh-huh. debunking all the fears, but just remember, there's some legit concerns for fear, fearing 5G. Well, it's nice of them to actually According to the admit article. that. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but then they, you know, they go the other way. But the link between cancer and phones may be overstated. For one thing, a number of things that we encounter every day are considered to be carcinogenic hazards to some degree, including diesel fuel, aloe vera, and pickled food. So their argument is, it's okay if it gives you cancer because uh, pickles give you cancer? Other things give you cancer. (laughs) The aforementioned 2016 study also exposed male rats to levels of radiation that exceeded radiation levels that humans would come across from their cell phones. But we're not talking about cell phones, we're talking about 5G. Mm-hmm. Uh, though it's too early to be 100% confident, we do know that on August 8th, after more than six years of research and review, FCC Chairman Ajit Pai circulated a proposal to deem cell phones, including ones that use 5G, as safe. 
Hmm. As CNET senior writer Maggie Reardon reported, that includes quote current exposure levels of uh, exposure levels for cell phones, wireless towers, Wi-Fi routers, and all other devices emitting RF signals. And of course, uh, well, anyway, in addition, quote agency officials don't have any concern for new gear using 5G technology, including gear that uses millimeter wavelength frequencies. And I think the millimeter wavelength frequencies is is the the stuff that in laboratories was shown to like detangle DNA or something. So yeah, well, and that's what five G is, isn't it? Right, that's it's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so yeah, that's why people are concerned. Um, and then it goes into the COVID nineteen thing, which I don't think we necessarily have to get into because it's yeah, it's, I think yeah, everybody's Bill aware Gates of that. Five G, and we we get it. He wants to depopulate the world, and yada yada yada. We know it's uh, the fake news. Uh, will five G replace four G? Will I need a new phone? While you will need a five G phone to access a five G network, it doesn't mean you need uh, you need one to reap some of the speed benefits. In fact, as the next-gen network rolls out, you may experience faster speeds on 4G as well. More on that below. In addition, 5G is not replacing 4G altogether. Rather, it's building on top of existing 4G networks. All major carriers in the U.S. and around the world are a ways away from a solid network-wide rollout. Even if 5G is available in your area, your phone isn't obsolete just yet. It will still work perfectly fine on 4G. So, uh... Good thing you don't have to change your your stuff yet. In other news, Gons, Bill and Melinda on Twitch uh, says yeah. CNN reporting long exposure to Canary Cry Radio causes skin cancer. <laughs> that, that might be true. And uh, I didn't I didn't realize this before, but there's a YouTube user named I Love Africa, y'all. And I yes. didn't we, I didn't make the, him before. I didn't make the connection, but then I saw his uh, or their. Uh, their avatar is Bill Gates, and he says, "People, yeah. my my vaccines protect you from the harms of 5G." So <laughs> he loves Africa, and his vaccines will protect you from 5G. Yep. Uh, but will my current phone be faster? Uh, yeah, it'll be a little faster, and blah blah blah. So you know, I don't think this article really pro- came through with debunking the concerns about 5G. It came with a very yeah. moderate, uh, very moderate debunking. Um, just quick, yeah. uh, Tontab3 on YouTube, our Twitch, search Canary Cry Radio, twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio. That's our Twitch. And uh, I just wanted to take a second and make sure I get that out there because I'll do whatever it takes to get you to come over to Twitch from YouTube. Looks like the my chat little thing uh, stopped working because I sent a chat and nothing showed up. Oh, so no. Things stopped working oh, here no, today. Oh, It's happening. I, I spoke bad of the 5G. They started to I lock know. down. You know, it's interesting with this whole 5G thing. I, uh, I've i been, you know, I, I have this dream that if I can figure out the stock market, then, you know, we won't have to work or rely on, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't, lazy millennial don't want to work. I know. I'm, that's my dream. If I could just figure out cryptocurrency and stock market enough to where I can just get that. Anyways, there's a, a huge push towards uh, 5g stocks right now and they say the the inflection point the point which 5g will officially take over will be in september um so this year yeah of this year so we've got about what three months until the 5g takeover 
Not financial advice, by the way, anyone thinking about investing in 5G companies. I always get the reports because I have 5G as one of my uh, uh, tagged topics or whatever, Google trend topics. And and half over half the articles are, you know, yeah, five G company. You should invest in. Yeah. So yeah, well, who knows? If I miss that train, it wouldn't be the first. (laughs) Missed a lot of trains. Yeah. Um, Um, Okay, I got one last little thing for you, Gons. What's the jingle for this? Oh, it's one of my favorite jingles. That uh, do I do I still have it? Let me see if I have it here. You better. You better. I, I think I have part of it. He's a Satanist. For- <laughs> okay. Are you trying to find you the play, second? Let me play the whole thing. It's five seconds here. Yeah, let me go play for the it. Whole- He's a Satanist from one of the Satanist churches here where they sacrifice babies. There you go. This yeah. is on uh, metro.co.uk. Britain's Got Talent viewers stunned by singing Devil's Incredible Voice. This guy made it onto the art for today's show. Who'd have thought Dev had the audience and judges baffled when he took the stage in a full devil costume, informing Simon Cowell that he'd he'd message his little demons in a group chat if he got through. However, he had people stunned with his gorgeous rendition of Queen's I Want to Break Free. Quote, you're certainly the best singing devil we've had on today, and you're very horny as well. Oh, geez, Simon. With Amanda Holden adding, I had no idea the devil was so talented. Alicia added, you've got a very good voice. Yeah, good one, Alicia. Want to hear a few seconds of uh, the yeah, devil singing Yeah, let's hear what do you sound like. Let's judge the devil here. God knows I want to break free. Ah, very good. The devil singing it. Yep. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Britain's got talent. You got the devil on TV wooing the masses as the angel of music. Uh, there on true, live television. One yeah. viewer raved, he's the devil, but he's got a voice like an angel. While another pointed out, who knew the devil had such a great voice? Another viewer made the very valid point, would be peak 2020 if the devil wins BGT, Britain's Got Talent, but he has always had the best tunes. Wouldn't it just... And then it goes into some other stuff on the show. Uh, there you go. I don't know. I mean, if we want to get conspiracy e about this, Gons, they're uh, got got a little desensitization having the uh, the angel of music or the devil singing on Britain's Got Talent, getting a lot of compliments there, Gons. Yeah, and uh, for those unfamiliar, Ezekiel twenty eight thirteen talks about. Uh, well, it's it's the, it's a section about the lament over the king of Tyre. However, there's a section. M- many commentators believe that this actually starts talking about Satan or you know the devil. And uh, in verse, what was it, thirteen? Uh, I'm gonna read the New King James, but the King James has something similar. Uh, the second half there uh, it says, "The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created." Uh, leading many people who you know study the Bible and whatnot to suggest that the former uh, head of the worship team there in heaven was the Satan, the uh, the the Nakash. Yes, so. Satan being the uh, the the name of the office, more like. Um, 
adversary. Yes. I had a thing in chat I wanted to read. Oh, uh, somebody in chat and YouTube says, the devil suit is a gimmick. (laughs) You mean there's not the actual devil singing? All right. I get it. It's a gimmick, of course. uh, We know it's a gimmick. We we take back everything. People have the devil is not here. Such low, such low expectations of us. That's nice. Um, All right, there you go. That's it. That's all I got. You got anything (laughs) else for the end of the show? I I don't. I think we're. we're I think that's uh, it. I think we stretched this one. Wow, we're close to two and a half hours here. That's nice. Nice long show. Um, We're going to be trying to now. We have to hit some goals over on Twitch for length of streams. So we're going nice and long for everybody here. Um, But I think that's about it. Now here's the thing, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We uh, usually will be broadcasting on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays as three shows a week. this week it might be four we're still going to be trying to do in our show tomorrow that's three shows in a row guns that's wild um so make sure to tune in on wednesday and friday of this week we'll be starting sometime between noon and 5 p.m pacific standard time so put that on your calendars right now uh, you don't want to miss those shows we are going to be keeping track of all the things we keep track of and uh keep you abreast of the uh, <laughs> the devil's uh britain's got talent talent uh, career we'll be figuring that out for you but here's the thing folks we are going to come out in another suit or if he's going to stay like one kind of devil or if he's going to come out with like a different devil look come back to canary cry news talk to find out (laughs) find out all the juicy gossip um so here's the thing, folks. Remember, you can support the show financially by going to patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. You can also go to uh, canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. And there you can uh, sign up on PayPal for recurring donations or make a one-time donation, give some cryptocurrency, however you want to do it. Great ways to support the show, become a producer. And also remember, make sure to uh, make us some jingles. Still waiting for that mama jingle to come through and we can play it on the show for you. And uh, if you're an artist of any kind, go ahead and send your art uh, related to the show to Canary Cry Radio. Uh, at gmail.com make sure to do that we love getting that we'll show it on the show and remember to subscribe to the podcast version of the show go to a whatever podcatcher you use and search canary cry news talk or canary cry radio all great ways to support the show as well as leaving ratings and reviews i want to see at least five ratings and reviews by the next show we haven't gotten those in a while and it's really important to get those so um it helps spread the show tells the the i iTunes robots to share it around. So go to uh, whatever podcast player you use and leave a rating and a review. That would help us out a whole bunch. But more importantly, everybody, y'all have friends and loved ones who are getting their news from the mainstream or God forbid their Facebook walls. And here's the thing. You got to walk right up to them. You got to grab them by the cage and then you got to shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that! Don't ever silence me! I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy! Leave the bird alone! Never! Rattle a few cages!
human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, ask Noah. Let your Oh my gosh, Gons, and I'm coming in with some hot news right now. At the end of the show, we have Uh-oh. made it to number one on the Twitch Ooh. talk show and podcast list. Oh man, what a great way to end the show. Very happy about that. Thank you, everybody who watches on Twitch and shares the show. We finally did it. We're number one. We're number one. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And we got to sign off. And we got to sign off. So we'll end the show at number one. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and print screen that. And uh, there you go, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Make sure to tune in tomorrow sometime between noon and five. And remember, if you follow us on Twitch, Twitch does a great job of sending notifications out when we do go live. So if you're sad. YouTube does not. Yeah, YouTube YouTube does not do that. So if you want notifications to come when we go live on the show, follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. It's a great way to do it. And there, we're number one, baby. Love it. All All right, everybody. Make sure to tune in next time to Canary Cry News Talk. But until then, all together now, think outside the cage. I'm about to tell you. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up. Leave the bird alone. I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy, little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati.